0: What's up, Gypsy Gang? We're back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast. Uh, today's episode is a really cool one. Uh, I basically reached out to Alex Hayes while uh, I think I just saw his, uh, him on the P3 story that he was there. Uh, it's just around the corner from the studio and I hit him up and I just said, hey, if you're still in, in town, you should jump on the podcast. Uh, I had another guest coming on at like 4.30 and he said, I'll be there at 2.30. So we, um, yeah, we just fully made it happen, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, I've been subscribed to Alex's YouTube channel. He makes really cool videos. Uh, He was doing daily vlogs for a while uh, and I'd sort of subscribed to his YouTube somewhere along the line and uh, always just thought he was a super cool young dude. um, And I guess you could say a bit of a fan of what he does. Uh, So yeah, it was really cool um, that he was interested in coming on the podcast. So it was uh, definitely a rad chat. We talked about a lot of uh, various topics and some of the interesting stuff was some of the uh, meditation stuff that he's into, the fact that he quit alcohol and caffeine. uh, And just, I guess, he's a guy that has experienced the whole YouTube, Instagram content world on a really, really large scale. Um, compared to myself, so it was interesting to sort of sit and hear some of his stories and and hear how he talked about uh, certain certain things that I guess are maybe above his age in a way. Uh, So yeah, very excited to bring you this one. Thank you very much, Alex, for making it happen. Uh, This episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast is brought to you by the guys at Nobby Underwear. Uh, You can join the Undie Club for just $20 a month by heading to nobby.com. And basically how it works is for 20 bucks a month, you get a fresh pair uh, of undies with a really rad design that you don't know uh, what it is until you open the packet. So essentially Christmas comes 12 times a year if you are subscribed to the Nobby Nation uh, and you're into getting undies for Christmas. that's it from me. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just type in Gypsy Tales Podcast. If you liked this episode and are feeling generous, you could head on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And you can also follow the podcast on Instagram at Gypsy Tales Podcast. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you guys very soon. Alex Hayes. Mm. We made it happen, like, really quickly. Yeah, within, like, what, two hours? I love... Uh, I was... Yo. We're good. Yep. Is this working? You, um, I was just clear. I was just saying before that I love a guy that can just show up and make it happen. I literally DM'd you like two hours ago driving <laughs> home. Because I actually have been subscribed to your YouTube channel for... When did you do the Hawaii thing with JB?
2: Oh, that was last year. So like last November.
0: Yeah, okay. So I've been subscribed then. to your YouTube channel since ah, then. Because it, <laughs> it was pretty heavy what you were doing on that shore break there. Yeah, so I, yeah. was like, I was like, this kid's fucking... He's, he's legit, so. Yeah, I still got
2: sand in my hair somewhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> dude, how did that whole thing come up? Like, so you... To paint the picture for people yep. that don't know, you're... Is it fa- safe to say you're, like, a... You're a YouTube YouTuber, and yeah. then now you're moving into, like, the DJ stuff, but you're, like, an online kind of dude, I guess, would be, like, the way to describe you, right?
2: Yeah, I, I... It's... There's no real, like, term, is there? It's, like, I mean, content creator, I've been on YouTube for a couple of years now. Um, now, definitely furthering into like DJing and music production, but still doing YouTube because I really enjoy it. But yeah, mainly just been doing videos for the past like four, five years. Because how old are you? 21. 21. So
0: you started like in your late teens then?
2: Yeah. So I was, because I was, my background is surfing. My goal was to always be a professional surfer and it was like I was training and I was my one goal, but then when I was 17, because I was traveling a lot through doing surf competitions, I would post it on social media as Instagram was coming up. So I got a bit of a falling from that, but then I had an injury when I was 17, which at the time I was so bummed about, but in hindsight, it's the best thing ever because I like broadened my horizons and um, figured out a lot of other paths that I can do with like social media and just lifestyle content, et cetera. So that's when I kind of went into the YouTube space and focusing more on other things, not just surfing. What,
0: was, uh, what was the injury that you had? I snapped my leg.
2: It, like what part like the so i was the bottom like tib fib or it femur? was the, the fibula yeah okay so it was pretty bad i was in the water and he's like you seen harry potter when his arm was just like yeah yeah that it was my leg no shit yeah. so and what how did you do that like I was surfing. Oh, you surfing But like what, yeah. what sort of happened so the funny thing was that like the day before it was a really big swell and so i was surfing like it's probably like eight to ten foot and didn't get hurt and then the next Day or two after it was like one foot, oh. and I just did a backhand floater. And you know how sometimes when waves break, they break up really quick. It was like super shallow, yeah. And I was just in a backhand floater, and as I was going down the wave broke up, and I was like, "Oh, that hurt!" Because the ball didn't break. Oh, but, really? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. The only time I've ever been hurt surfing was one foot, Redhead Beach in Newcastle. Yeah. It was Easter Sunday. There was no one out. We were just like fucking around, and I just mm. basically just tried to stop my brother getting on a wave. <laughs> went over the falls, and then the the. The tail of the board stuck into the sand, and then the point just sat there. And like you know, oh. when you're just sort of sitting in the lip, mm. so I just sat in the lip, and then just fucking speared myself in the oh, ass, dude. dude. So one foot waves, bro. They get you every time. It's
2: always the shit that you're just not thinking about. Mm-hmm. The shit that you think it just comes second nature. I like even just walking down the street, like keep my toe fall over and break an arm.
0: But then you could go out or like yeah, base jump or do squat like some crazy
2: shit. Everyone's like like cliff jump off a gnarly cliff, and everyone's like what? But like because you're so switched on, you're thinking about it. Yeah, it's yeah. It's just when you're doing things on autopilot. Yeah, because
0: when you have to be like hyper focused on something. Mm. And I think that's what, like, because I come from a motocross background. Yeah. So that's all I did my whole life. Mm. And motocross, mountain biking. And it's like, I think that uh, our age group, our, well, I'm a bit older than you, but like mm. our, um you know, this younger action sports like generation that sort of grew up, mm. the X Games generation or whatever, I guess you'd call it, it's like, we don't think of it as meditation, but I think that's what we're doing. Yeah, Like it's definitely- When we're doing the, the 10 eight foot to 10 foot waves or riding motocross it's because you're sort of getting into that space where you can't mm. actually think about anything else yeah. so you really are essentially like that's what you're trying to achieve meditating it's like yeah. not thinking
2: right yeah you, you're really getting into that meditative state and just like, you got to really be present you can't be thinking about what you had for dinner last night oh, or 100 anything you got to, if you're not fully in the moment it just yeah you can that's when you can slip up
0: yeah so i think it's just interesting though that like we don't really call it meditation and mm. we just call it going for a ride or going for a surf yeah. or but it's like funny because uh, i i don't think that it wasn't until i sort of learned about meditation i was like oh fuck i've been doing that for My years whole life. dude yeah. like i've been doing that forever so yeah but, so then you, you get this injury and then you have to sort of slow down mm-hmm. and then essentially it just gives you a, a bunch of time on your phone to like post videos and shit and then they start doing well like how did it work well because i was still
2: in school so i was um Focusing on finishing school, so I saw that as an opportunity to get my grades up. Actually, do some study, which I didn't end up doing. But um, I actually just spent a couple months just really bummed, just like shit. Like, what am I gonna do? But then it just came to that point, like I was 17, and I was like, I can either get better from this, or I can just stay being so like down about it. And I decided to just kind of, I started training when I was on crutches, and I had the the cast on, and I was just focusing on my upper body, and then. As soon as I got my cast off, it was like, I feel like injuries, they make you so much more pumped to train Oh, because you, you get more procre- progression out of it. And yeah. that's what like, I feel like that's what humans are attracted to in general, just progression, yes. like getting better. And they see like the natural progression and they want you, they're addicted to it. It's like numbers. People want to see their followers go up. People want to see their bank account go up. I wanted to see my body get better. So I was like, I'm going to put a lot of time into training. And then I just found a lot of love in training and being outside and then. I got back to surfing and didn't get into competitions again, but I got into more, like, just a bit of everything, just showing everything on my videos.
0: Yeah, because, so you, uh, like, the stuff what I would see... Actually, you know when I first saw you was the Jay Alvarez stuff? Mm. So that was before the JB stuff, right? Yeah. So that would have been when I saw you was doing the, like, the skydiving and all the the shit with him. So it's like, were you into that before that mm-hmm. injury or like that injury and then that sort of set all this stuff in motion for you to start doing all the crazy shit that you do
2: yeah well, well timing is everything because when I was in year 12 when I had that injury and then I went to Hawaii like pretty much a couple weeks after I finished school and that's when I met Jay and so then um, he, was, he was definitely an inspiration for me growing up because I saw he was the only one that was like kind of doing that he sort of invented that shit yeah he was just a real pioneer in that area so I took inspiration from it because I was doing it a lot myself and I was like this guy's making a career out of things yeah. that I'm doing now. Like, I, I can do this. And so, um, how the universe works, we met up. And then that trip just kind of like opened my mind to really have a work ethic towards it when I came home. Um, so, yeah, just like, yeah, I feel like if I didn't injure myself, I would have just still on been that QS grind right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, doing I two is,
0: stars and shit.
2: Yeah. I was never the best surfer. But I just really loved it. And I yeah. really wanted to, like, improve and get, Dude, and get I f- there.
0: I feel like a guy like you, though, like, watching everything that you've done and all the shit you put out, like, you would have figured something out. Like, mm. with me, I knew that I wasn't going to be a pro motocross rider, so I bought a camera. Mm. And then I started filming. And then I ended up living in the US for eight years, filming wow. for Red Bull and all that sort of stuff. So it's like, it wasn't an injury as such that did that. But I just, I feel like it sort of... I feel like it just doesn't really matter like uh, one way or another like it might not have been exactly what you're doing now but Mm. i'm sure if you stuck to the surfing thing like who knows you probably could have been making like kai neville style you know what i mean like i don't know you i feel like you just would have figured
2: something out yeah one thing leads to another i feel like you make do with what you have in front of you Mm. and that's just kind of what i did when i had that injury but um yeah like i could have just been doing a comp when i could have done that trip to hawaii and then not had that opportunity to see my potential Mm. and um yeah just snowball the ripple effect of just when you start doing things other opportunities arise so it's so good to just do things and not i'll always plan it
0: mm. well like this yeah, yeah, literally. Just rock, rock yeah. It up. um yeah no i thought dude i thought it was super cool like because uh, we were just driving home mm. and then i saw you at p3 and i was like "Well, that's pretty fucking close to the studio so i feel like uh yeah i feel like it's a good good chance to get you on what what are you
2: actually up here for are you shooting stuff for daily living or yeah well got this clothing and so i was just doing a shoot this morning and where, where were you guys doing that in my, my friend's house he's got a little studio oh, in his garage yeah, yeah right so sick my friend cooper um, but my management team is actually here, located in Broadbeach. Oh, okay. Who does that? Um, my friend, Josh Wade, he's actually used to be a comedian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. so he's kind of- Well, I know a, of
1: him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So
2: he kind of stopped all that and wanted to work behind the scenes, and he's really talented, really smart. Dude, he seems like an extremely switched on individual. Yeah, yeah. And like him, a really cool guy. Yeah, he's a really cool guy. And also Sam Lindell, they're like, they're like partners with it all. And um, I met Sam like three years ago. And they've just been friends for... And I've known Josh for like five, four, five years. Yeah, okay. I think four years. How old am I? 21. Yeah. I met him when I was like 18. Yeah. So we were was just... was from Sydney, right? No, he's always been from Gold Coast. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought he was in Sydney. He was in Sydney a lot. Oh, and then okay. he moved to, to yeah, America yeah. a little bit when he was doing all his tours and stuff. Um, but we were just friends for a long time. And then they went up... Josh went off and wanted to do, do the business side and just naturally... Formed how it's formed. Yeah, right. So I get to come up here, heaps. <laughs> dude,
0: bummer. There's no waves right now. Nah, no. fucking sucks at the moment. It's been like flat for ages. Yeah, dude. I don't get it. Yeah, I was going to bring my board, but I saw it and I was like, nah, oh, no. nah. Bring a phone Like, just go buy foamy for eighty bucks and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, when you when you met Jay, mm-hmm. was that like? Do you think that's probably the thing that like really sort of kicked shit off for you?
2: Um, it definitely was. It definitely was a little push for sure. Yeah. It, I, I can't say it was the, the whole thing that what yeah. put me where I am but it was definitely a huge like, like crossroad right. yeah, yeah. it was a huge crossroad of I can go home and I was about to become a full time lifeguard yeah right and so I had because my past is also self life saving before like surfing um, and when I wasn't going to like do an ai I wasn't going to go to university so my option was I could do be a full time lifeguard and make a bunch of money and see what happens from there and I guess I was just kind of at that crossroad. I can do a full-time life. And I had the job. Yeah. And then I decided to go to Hawaii instead. So that was where I was at. No shit. Yeah. It's fucking cool when those yeah. things
0: like actually pay off. What were your parents saying about the whole Hawaii thing?
2: They're, they're really supportive. I was right? going to say, yeah. like,
0: from watching your YouTube videos and shit, mm. it just seems like you've got pretty cool parents. Yeah, my friends are dope.
1: They're,
2: <laughs> they're like friends now. Yeah, okay. In the fast though, I was such a little shit growing up. So they always had to, like, give me a lot of discipline, but... We're all cool now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going
0: to say, I feel like it worked out. Yeah. So, what was that like? Did you jump on and do some film, like filming with Jay that first trip, or like mm-hmm. how did it sort of go down? Because you guys did like a bit of travel stuff together for for a bit, right? Or was it just in Hawaii?
2: Yeah, it was. is mainly just in Hawaii, and then um, in America as well. We did. We actually haven't done a trip. I don't think he came to Australia but I haven't seen him in a while because just life gets busy and you don't don't see people for a long time. Yeah. Um, But we did a lot of filming in Hawaii because I went there a couple of times and he introduced me to the skydive world, which is... Oh, so that's
0: what got you into that?
2: Yeah. I mean, I always wanted to skydive but he was like, I'd never met anyone who's done it before and actually had the skydiving license. And once I figured out that it was actually possible, and like I could do it I did it
0: I feel like America too you can kind of do whatever Mm. like it's one of those places where like yeah dude fucking sign here and you're good to go yeah it was a bit like that (laughs) (laughs) but you like into it pretty much straight away as soon as you did your first jump
2: yeah so I had to um, because you have to be 18 to do it here to get your solo skydiving license, unless you get a parent signature And my mum wasn't keen on me for getting my skydiving license. (laughs) So, um, and I think that was a way or something. So I I forged it. Mum signed one document, but then she was like, no, I did look. I don't want you to to do it, but I did it anyway. And um, we got my skydiving license and I think I've done like 200 jumps now.
0: Yeah, right. 200 solo jumps. Have you done
2: like a bunch here or like where have you done most of them? I've never jumped in the Gold Coast, but it looks really sick. Yeah, okay. Last week I was in Maria, which is like, four hours down south from sydney yeah and then the week before i was in coves harbour jumping there which is really beautiful both of those locations are over the water and there's something about jumping over the water yeah that just makes it way more real but i got my license in a place called picton which is like southwest of sydney yeah yeah. about an hour and 15 and um so I, i did all my stuff there done several jumps in hawaii in la done a few balloon jumps did a blimp jump in melbourne really which is incredible have you got any interest in, like, base jumping and shit? Eventually. But yeah. I want to I be patient. Like, that's not something you rush into. Nah.
0: I got a friend, Um, <coughs> if you ever want to go back and listen to one of these, he's, yep. a he's a, like, a wingsuit dude. Wow. So he does the base jump and the wingsuit. And, yeah. like, he does, like, the world championships and shit for wingsuiting. He's a fucking psycho. Yeah,
2: dude. My friend Spencer Barnes, who I got my license with, um, he it, it has just been in Europe last year or the year before, and he just excelled. He was just... A natural born skydiver he's good at everything actually i must say he's just one of those re- really natural talented people and he works really hard um and he's just been doing base jumps with a wingsuit on in europe and i'm still like oh i don't want to do it yet. yeah yeah
0: because that's what jeff was saying like he was saying that it's just not mm. one of those things that you can rush into and mm. like that you've got the base jumping which you definitely can't rush into and then nah. the wingsuit stuff is like even another, it's another sort stage of, like yeah. and then because i think like I think how they do the progression is like you'll wingsuit from a plane mm. and then once you do that, then you can start wingsuiting from structures. Yeah. Which is just like, so it's just like the fucking levels, bro. You yeah. just go like deeper and deeper into the matrix yeah. of skydiving,
2: you yeah. know? So many different levels you have to go through. But I, I just want to get like maybe like a thousand jumps or at least 500 before I do just a normal base jump. But if I was to wingsuit base jump, a thousand at least. Because mm. I just want to be a hundred percent committed and can back myself 100% have you had any sketchy moments my very first jump was really was, was sketchy because when you you're first fuck off fuck all that I'm out at that point I'm like oh, nah, dude, I'm done it was so hard because the first the first time you're starting to pull your own parachute your body is really like unbalanced in the air and because when you pull your parachute you want to be kind of like you go like a little banana you're like mm. arching but when I was for the first thing, I was like all over the place. And so my lines twisted because oh. I'd never skydived before. I mean, I'd done all my theory and I, I kind of knew, but nothing's, yeah, you know, you've got to be in the moment to actually know what this looks like. So I was like, fuck, I didn't know if my parachute was open correctly or not, but my lines were all twisted. So I had to like, kick your legs, do it. And then they untwisted and I'm like, okay, the parachute looks okay, but I'm just not hundred percent because I just don't know. And because you don't know how fast you're going yeah well like now i have because i've got a bit of experience but when i first jumped i didn't know but luckily there's a radio and they go like yeah you're good oh and at that really? moment i was like Yeah, sweet but before i was like freaking out because i didn't know whether to pull my what would second you parachute. have done
0: if you didn't think if you didn't have that radio oh,
2: i was that's the thing i was in, on, in such like a two minds of do i just pull my second shoot yeah Or do I
0: And uh, what happens So like Let's say your first shoot's good mm-hmm. But then you pull your second one Just because you like tripping mm. Does that fuck things up? No, no, no. So
2: the first shoot Would then just like Completely Detach Detach, yeah And uh, then the second shoot would open But then fuck all that Because like What yeah. happens
0: if the second one Gets caught up or, You're having a real shit day <laughs> Yeah, dude I've had a chick on here That she literally Fell out of plane. Like, yeah, M- yeah, a plane Yeah, and Yeah, she's a really cool chick Dude Inspirational you, You've heard her full story? Yeah, it's insane Crazy crazy shit
2: and I think she's been skydiving since
0: uh, or she's going to soon I think she's been up in the plane yeah but uh, she had one of her friends jump out that was with my buddy Jeff mm. so I think she had one of the guy uh, one of those guys I don't know that it was Jeff that jumped her friend out um, but anyway like I think it's it's definitely on our list but like fuck, mm. could you imagine that shit
2: bro it's crazy so heavy I have um, I have like bad skydiving dreams Sometimes. oh i bet you do and it's actually really trippy like because I, I before jumping in Cox harbour a couple of weeks ago i hadn't jumped for a while just because i just haven't it's been like six months and i had a couple of dreams before like in, in friday nights i was like shit is this like an intuitive thought yeah. or? but it was it was all fine but it's just like uh.
0: i feel like that's when um when you dream about something is when you're like really into it like mm. that's what you've reached like an obsession level mm. with it because that's i'm like that with jujitsu yeah like sick. before like the national titles i dreamed all night like i woke up my heart rate was fucking going mm. i was like sweating and i was like literally i was like oh fuck I, i've got to go on you know like you get getting that weird dream state yeah and then i woke up and then it was actually kind of weird though because i woke up and i was like like not panicking but you know you get like that adrenaline rush like uh, before you're about to do something Mm. before a heat starts or before you got of or whatever so i like woke up with that and i was like tripping and then i was like this is ridiculous dude like if you're gonna do any good you need to like get on top of this shit Mm. and then uh, it was like the first time i've ever done like a like deep slow breathing and shit and then i went back to sleep and then i woke up and the next day i didn't have any nerves or anything like that but i think that when you're (laughs) when you're dreaming about stuff like that you're just in like you're yeah. into it you know which is a, a pretty good place to be
2: yeah it's it was just like christmas when i was a kid every christmas like every year from I mean, it doesn't i don't know what age is, but i would always have dreams the night before waking up on christmas morning <laughs> that like christmas has been and like i would either to get really shit presents or really good presents <laughs> or just a lot of weird shit would happen yeah and then i'd wake up and like oh christmas <laughs> but like I would dream, I'd have several, like, you know, what? do you ever have those dreams where you just like have the same days over and over? I would have that before Christmas.
0: Yeah. Really strange. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're just like having Groundhog Day over and over. Like, yeah. You feel like you're dreaming the same thing, but like multiple nights.
2: Yeah, because I would approach it Christmas with such an expectation as a kid. Isn't it weird? Eh? Yeah, so so weird. And so I would dream about it. And then when it wasn't what I thought it would be, it would not that I would be like let down, but it was just like a weird... A weird emotion yeah, that as yeah. a I can't we couldn't really comprehend how
0: anyway, long, how long till you didn't believe in Santa oh, what me. age are you I don't know exactly what age
2: I think my brother taught me
0: I was gonna say like I, th- I feel like how good your parents are Mm is directly related to, like, the age you stopped believing in Santa. Yeah. Like, if you stopped at, like, 13 or 14, you've got, like, really good parents. I think it was, <laughs> like,
2: I th- I would feel confident with saying 10 or 9. Yeah, okay. So I reckon that's, like, a fairly decent mm. age.
0: It's, like, friends at school that have, like, fucking shit families. Yeah. And then they're, like, fucking mom said Santa's not even real. Or it they got, like, a wow. bong head <laughs> uncle. It's, like, fucking not real, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. so you were dreaming, you were d- having bad dreams about skydiving though.
2: Yeah, I would have some just, yeah, not, it's weird because I would always end up okay. I'd never, mm. I mean, I've never died in a dream. I don't think you can. But, um, I yeah, it was just like parachute wouldn't work and I don't know. I would always get myself in situations that I would need to be like fully like in and be prepared to react and get myself out of that situation. I feel like that's good though. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's
0: sort of some of the dreams that I have with the jujitsu stuff is mm. like, it's almost like you're just training in your head like it occupies so much of your brain that's why I think it comes down to like that obsession Mm. it's like you're obsessed with something and it's occupying such a crazy amount of space in Mm. your brain that it like spills over into the sleep stage so it's like it's just there all the time and I think like I think that's healthy
2: Mm. because I would be subconsciously thinking like it's been five months, six months, haven't skydived gotta be ready like am I ready and that's just like playing without even like me being consciously thinking about it, but then I'll dream about it. And I'll be like, well, I hope my parachute works. <laughs> <laughs> do you pack your own shoots and stuff? I can, but I don't. Yeah. Okay. I would just rather pay $10 to get a professional. Is that it. all it costs? Mm. Yeah. Right. But I mean, like you are doing four or five jumps a day on a good day. And that's like 40, 50 bucks. But like, yes. take my money. if yeah. I know that my parachute is going to be packed by a professional. Yeah. Cause I just, one, I just don't want to be packing it because it's a bit boring. And two, like I could just be doing it and talking to someone, which everyone does. Yeah. And I like, like, where am I? Is it hard to do? Yeah. when I learned, it was hard. I guess
0: hard's like a relative term.
2: Yeah, it, it was hard to understand at first, but what because you have to do packing lessons to get like Certified your A, B, C license, etc. Yeah. And so I had to, I had to be able to pack to get a higher license. Um, but yeah, I just haven't done it in ages, and I, if. Someone said to me, "Now I have to pack a parachute. I wouldn't be able to do it."
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck! Don't ever pack your own parachute. Yeah. Own. <laughs> but I am <laughs> going to learn. That's not the move.
2: Yeah. For, that's that's also what's been stopping me from going into base because you got to be able to pack your own chute. Yeah. Yeah. And they're different shoots too.
0: Yeah. Are you into like the the scene of of skydiving? Like, are you you like really follow it, and you're like really sort
2: of across who's doing what, or not really? No. Yeah. Okay. I just love flying. Yeah. I'm just like such a I guess I'm just a Sunday skydiver yeah like I love just jumping out with my friends I don't because a lot of people skydiving they get their suits and they go and they do their you know certain points throughout the air they do like six ways and they're all doing certain movements and stuff like which is cool but it's just like I just want to jump have fun yeah and yeah enjoy it I really want to enjoy it I don't want to be constantly thinking of i don't know i feel like if you're constantly focusing on what you're doing next in the sky with a bunch of people like you're just not exactly taking it in yeah whereas like i mean the most i'll go to is like when i'm filming i would have certain shots that i want to get yeah but also it's just i, I know i just love having fun and falling yeah and like, wow i'm falling <laughs> this is this is cool
0: it's yeah i'm scared to do it mm. that's like the one thing that i'm like mm, don't know like i've done a fair bit of crazy shit but mm. Yeah, that's like the one that I'm like pretty scared of, and that's what Jeff's like, dude. I'll take you. Like he's done fucking thousands of jumps. Like yeah. he's one of the really good dudes, and even still, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. It's a fucking long way up. It's mm-hmm. a long way fall. And I listened to M Carey talk for three hours, and uh, I was fucking no joke. Oh gosh, she's insane. She's gonna do it again. Yeah, she's so cool. Yeah, no, she is cool as fuck. So the thing too with the skydiving is like it's such a rad thing to travel, right? Mm. Like you can sort of there's always, like there's places all over the world where you can do that. Like, have you done Dubai at all
2: and done any of that stuff? I've never actually been to Dubai. Yeah, right. But in Dubai, they have pretty strict rules where you need to have at least 500 to then jump in the city. Oh, okay. Um, Unless you know, like a prince or something. But yeah i haven't been to advice so just dm a prince yeah you got yep. that bl- you got that blue check let's jump <laughs> you got that blue check just fucking slide on in
0: <laughs> yeah
2: hopefully that would work be uh,
0: cool. maybe dude fucking shoot a shoot your shot dude
2: yeah i really want to skydive in um tahiti yeah okay it looks so sick yeah. or just anywhere where there's just reef because yeah. hawaii, hawaii is incredible it's my favorite place to jump yeah because you got the mountains and then you got the reef and just like blue water and just the, the scene everything's just so beautiful but jumping over reefs where you can see, like, the, the shallow and the deep parts of the ocean... Yeah. ...and the, just the different corals, it's, it's so cool. Have you... Wh- where have you travelled
0: to? Like, when you started doing the filming stuff, so mm-hmm. you um, did this Y trip, and then that sort of puts you into, like, the filming and the more of the social media stuff. Like, what was the thought process then? Like, I'm going to just travel and go as cool places I can with the coolest people I can
2: mm-hmm. and make as cool content I can? Or, like, what was the sort of headspace that you're in? I always have had the travel bug because i mean i'm very fortunate to have a mum who is a travel journalist oh really yeah and so she works for a magazine called holidays with kids growing up so me and my brother got the best hookup in the world and got to go on all these like ski holidays especially and she just wrote about it so we were just like little giddy things that got like
0: you're not falling far from the tree then because like essentially you're doing like the 2019 version of what your mum's doing yeah really. it's,
2: it's it's kind of funny me and Mum go to events together sometimes it's just like oh wait what people don't put the connection of like mum's actually pretty known in the travel writing scene yeah and right. then i'm doing it like in in a different way yeah yeah it's cool that is super cool yeah i couldn't write a story if my life depended on it
0: yeah but i mean like it's i mean the medium changes mm. right like we live in a time where you know like it's just fucking youtube instagram like mm. that sort of the world really that's cool man like that's a really cool um i don't know like the fact that you your mom was sort of doing that and obviously like she sort of inspired you and mm. opened up your eyes to like those possibilities of like you can do cool shit but it be work because i mean that yeah. was that was like my whole thing with the u.s really i was like i just wanted to fucking travel and film mm. and it was like i'll just figure out a way to like work pays for it
2: you know mm, yeah just kind of make an asset from travel. Yeah, which is fucking the best. The dream yeah. for a lot of people. It's a right? lot of work. I mean, I see my mom, she works so hard. Writing stories, is a lot of hours that get put into that. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's it's not like, it's the perks of the job are incredible, but there's, people don't understand there's a lot of work that goes yeah. into travel writing. And I mean, same as content, like editing videos. I Only just recently have I got an editor yeah. now for my YouTube, which has been like, oh, my life's so, I have so much more time to do other things like music and stuff. But in the past, because I was editing every single vlog, it was so time-consuming, like yeah, three dude. to four hours a day. Yeah. And it was a stage where I was doing daily vlogs on YouTube. Yeah. I think it was, like, summer, not last year, the year before. And it was, oh, like, I would edit, film all day, edit all night, and just do it every single day. It's like, wow, it was so hard. Yeah. Can you imagine,
0: like, what Casey Neistat was going yeah. through back in the day? Oh, like, dude. Fucking crazy. Way. But, I mean, it goes to show, though, like, when you have that commitment to doing it like look how big he got Mm. and then you know how big your youtube channel got like Mm. when you and it's fucking work like and i'm sure man like that you would have had thousands of comments over your time of people saying like fucking oh i wish i could live this dude's life Mm. blah blah. but like how many people want to a think about the shit to go and film actually go out and do it have Mm. the balls to skydive surf fucking do those crazy shore breaks like all that you know all the shit that you do and then you've got to have like the discipline to to say no to all the fucking chicks all the parties all the drinking all the shit that's going on and then like tie yourself to that desk for three to four hours sit there upload a youtube uh upload the clip to youtube write the description do your tags do your thumbnail photo Mm -hmm. then like once you post it and then you put it out into the world then you've got to reply to comments. comments yeah. you got like, it's a fucking There's a lot. It's
2: just like, there's just, it never stops. Like you can always be doing something. Whether a just, like, it's time promo or just, there's never like, there's no such thing as sitting down for half an hour and just like thinking, having to think of something to do. Like there's so much to do always, no matter what. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, it's a bit like that. People see the, like YouTube, like people see Casey Neistat, for example, it wouldn't understand how much work. Like that guy built a freaking multi-million dollar company as well as doing
0: his vlogs while doing a daily vlog
2: yeah it's insane crazy eh? yeah
0: so when did it start like to sort of like what's like the early days of it for you like what did that look like the early days of the filming and the youtube and the you know sort of starting to get momentum to where like i could do this
2: as a career now yeah um i i think i would have been 14 when instagram like I, I started Instagram when it was like that photo editing app yeah right and so I would just like I started my first Instagram was Alexei's images and I took photos of flowers and put like the X-Pro filter on it and um <laughs> sunsets and shit yeah all that and I didn't actually put myself up there at all because I had a really low self-esteem at school because I was really intensely bullied so I didn't put myself out there as much but I would follow a lot of people i get followed back and I would just see the number growing, as I said before like we love progression of yeah. whatever it may be and I just love seeing the followers going up so I was like okay I want to focus on building a following and then um as well as doing a bit of surfing i here and there started putting stuff off of myself but it wasn't until i was about 14 the first ever australian open of surf that was in manly oh like yeah, a big yeah, surf yeah, competition yeah, yeah, yeah and i was just like running amok there and I, I met these guys who were working for hurley at the time and they said hey do you want to do some interviews and stuff and i was like hell yeah i was just like a young kid wanted frothing, to be goofy yeah. just frothing and like seeing yeah. all this person like wow this is so cool and um I, I was on their YouTube and then that they put me in the spotlight a little bit and that actually got me a fair few followers and so I would say that started a little bit of momentum but then I um, a bit a couple a couple years later after this kind of I actually got off social media for a while because I got in trouble at school my friends took it off me when I was <laughs> like
0: you're like dude this is my fucking business alright like this the, is my side hustle I, I know I'm 15 but trust me
2: yeah well we didn't I didn't know back then and my friends didn't know like no one knew yeah it was just like all it was back then was a waste of time. And, like, there was no longevity in it, which is completely understandable. Um, That's like people playing PlayStation. Like, you remember your mom would be
0: like, fucking stop playing video games. Yeah. You're never going to get anywhere. Now there's dudes winning like, six million bucks it's playing Fortnite. insane. It's, it's always the way, though. Yeah. Like, you, I feel like you can't tell a kid. I mean, there's probably some shit. Mm. But there's, like, if, if there's even, like, remotely... Uh, like a sniff of like this actually could be a job like you really Mm. can't starve for your kids these days because like you can fucking make a career out of everything on the internet at
2: whatever age as well yeah insane Mm. eh? yeah so um what was i talking about oh yeah so and then a couple years later i um had this idea to photoshop a shark in a photo of me sitting on a surfboard and i don't know if you remember like was it
0: in like bonnet was it where was it? It was in Sydney Harbour. So I took we're, it, we're, All right. Okay. So yeah, I, was on I, a, I had a
2: hat. I was just sitting on paddleboard and I had to, where, took a paddleboard. What did I Google to find that? If you look up Alex Hayes Shark, it'll guaranteed come up.
0: I, I do remember this where well, you guys were like sitting in the harbour and then people were like, there was like a whole is this real or fake thing that was going on. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. yeah. So my friend um, actually did the photoshopping, but I just went to Google and looked up shark. And it was like one of the first photos that came up. And so I, I put that up and came up with this caption and did a bunch of hashtags and then everyone was like eating it up because it looked really real.
1: Yeah, it did.
0: I remember. And uh,
2: I didn't do it to be to be viral or anything, but it, it really just picked like a Mad Hueys reposted it. And at the time, Mad Hueys at the coolest. Yeah. And they're still killing it. But at the time, like that was huge. Like they reposted it. And then next day I woke up and I, my email was absolutely flooded with people that wanted to like cover the story on it. And... It was obviously fake, but I didn't really say it was fake. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good old connection. It's I know, funded. it's fucking tripping. Why are you doing this to me? And, like, well, because I knew it was fake, but I didn't know how to react to it, and I didn't know what to do. Uh. And, like, my parents thought it was real, too, and when I told them it was fake, they didn't believe me. And, like, my dad, <laughs> he sent it to... Because my dad works in, like, the kind of yacht boat industry, and um, so he has a lot of friends, like, in the, the maritime and stuff in Sydney, and so they'll, he sent it off to his friend because they wanted to determine what shark it was what and when it started getting that deep I'm like fuck they're gonna find out eventually like they're they're getting technology to find out what shark it is because it was in Sydney Harbour no and they're saying, way bro why is there a great white in Sydney Harbour
0: <laughs> oh, I remember seeing it on like the news and shit dude. yeah
2: and so I'm like this is getting deeper and deeper and deeper like what am I gonna do and I'm like scared because I know I was gonna get in trouble and I told them and that was so off me and even my <laughs> oh. friends at the time were like why would you like but like that was like without even knowing it that was fucking genius like a Amazing. And dude. like, and the thing is that I didn't say anything about it real being real effects. So I had three stages of like media attention. I guess it was first of all, this, it's real. Yeah, this kid's like taking a photo with a shark. This is crazy in Sydney, Sydney Harbour. Second is like, is it real or fake? A lot of like speculation. Thirdly, this guy pranked the internet. And so I had all three stages of different. But the, I did get a lot of hate through that. But then you know, any publicity is good publicity. Yeah, and any that's, yeah. that's that's that was the first instance of any publicity is good publicity and um so I, I grew a lot of thick skin through that too which is cool
0: yeah isn't it it fun like i mean i haven't had obviously anything on like that level mm. of i guess scrutiny or whatever but anyone that's on the internet has had mm. their like you get your first thing like i think the first the first like big interview that i did was with uh, chad reed who's like a famous motocross dude and he's like one of the best dudes of all time and we like we we had like a not an argument but like i've known him forever we weren't really friends and then we literally the first time we properly spoke to each other was doing a three-hour podcast and then we just got on to this topic about this other guy that raced mm. and then so it was pretty heated we're going back and forth but yeah. like we're fucking homies like we're literally best friends after that interview but i just cut up the 20 minute segment of that chat and if like if you don't watch the full podcast and you don't like you don't see the context yeah. all you see and it was like it was a great clip because it was just me and him like going back, back and, and, and forth yeah. but oh dude I got blasted like three thousand <laughs> comments of people saying I'm a fucking idiot and I'm just like and saying like you can tell he hates him and I'm like can't we're fucking in New Zealand right <laughs> now drinking like, yeah are you serious but no one sees that no one no no one knows but it was mm. that it was hard to like mm. to actually go and then. The other part of it too is I was like I didn't I'm not really doing this to be famous you know like this isn't like I don't really want that side of it but yeah. you just that was my lesson of like well you cannot post on the internet mm. if you don't want this it's just what it yep. comes with right yeah
2: exactly yeah I've had a, a couple instances where I've had like a, a backlash like kind of two too mainly but a backlash on the internet of just like people giving me a lot of shit yeah um well I mean yeah I could name a few but. There was one that, that shark, but then I, like, kind of more recent, more like three geez, years. I, I, I can't even, like, years are so combined now. I yeah. have no idea. <laughs> but but I think three I years think? ago, um, I dated this girl from America. We're, we're still friends. But after it, like, she had a big social media following. And after it, she went online and, like, posted a video talking, like, shit about me, saying that I used to followers and, like, cheated on it, all this shit. Did you cheat know? her? No, and I, I, and like you can tell me right now. No, nice. no, no, <laughs> no. I would tell you, but the, like she posted it online to like, at the time it was like four or five million followers, and like that is a lot of people to just be like go of, and hate this dude. It's a lot That's of people, and crazy. it's the worst type of hate too. Like yeah. any publicity is good publicity until it's a female involved yeah, and, and a male, like you know, and it's just not good. Dude, lucky it wasn't like
0: last year. it was me, me too. Shit going on.
2: Oh yeah, it was just like. So it was just like I don't know. I, I was just called a snake because I was people like you used to have followers, all this kind of b- bullshit, and um, yeah. I literally had to block my comments for a long time and really I'm just turn them all just off. Just like and her YouTube's like I think like close to ten million or something, um, and I just had all of that come down to me at once, and that was intense.
0: What was your phone like if you turned your notifications on?
2: What I was, was just, your phone gonna do? Just fucking stop, basically. Just like it was a- just a- like I literally I couldn't get on it (laughs) I had had so on a reg I reckon I had like 20 DMs and comments just saying go kill yourself like because people like like, it's so easy on the internet it's so easy and right and the the young um, kids are just saying that like it's nothing It's just chucking around like that's the shit and I'm like what lucky I could deal with it because I've had a very long past of dealing with shit Um, but yeah it was definitely intense and it made me not want to get on social media for a little bit yeah and it's definitely um it's definitely
0: gnarly when it's like it's that's your job too mm. and like people uh but it's hard for most people to associate you know a guy that's in your position it's like it, that literally is your job mm. so like you've got this app on your phone that's basically a job and now you just can't go on it mm. because you're getting hated by something a chick said and yeah. isn't it crazy to think that like i mean fuck there's countries that don't have four million people in the country mm. so it's like you've got one person that's a chick that gets on like Instagram Live or something mm. and then she talks to all those people and tells them to like hate one person. That's like yeah. literally like a fucking army that's bigger than a country yeah. that can just descend on one person. Like it's, it's heavy to just think about the general concept
2: behind that many people. Mm. She didn't like directly say go hate on him. She actually said like after, because she, I mean, she saw what was happening, but just the fact that she said it online knowing that she has a huge yeah. following but I mean it's it's in the past and it's all good she apologised and w- we're sweet now but at the time it was just like, like I just like why would you do that first like why put personal issues yeah public
0: yeah, but I mean, there's probably a, and I mean, I don't know her, or, yeah, you know anything, but I mean, there's definitely a thing where it's like mm. that kind of drama is like good for your... F- yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like I get it. That's where I learned about I YouTube it. drama. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking crazy, dude. Do, yeah. do you watch? Um, I'm just trying to get this internet going because I want to. I want to relook at this photo. Mm. Um, we move studios literally, so the internet would be better, and it's fucking not better. Mm-hmm. Um, do you watch? Have you ever heard of Adam Twenty Two? Yeah. Yeah. So like, dude, he's the fucking my favourite that's like my guilty pleasure yeah. is watching his shit with like YouTube beef and all the stuff like did you see all the stuff that went down with Nick Carter the other, or Aaron, Aaron Carter, Carter. The other?
2: I've seen it but I haven't holy like, fuck bro what a train wreck I've seen like shit here and there from it but I haven't you know immersed too much in it it just I feel like once I get down that rabbit hole, there's so much to yeah,
0: look into. You got, yeah, you're so right. Let's see if this thing works, because I really want to look at this photo.
2: Oh, the shark one? I
0: remember it, dude, so well, and I just couldn't... I should try and just, like, tether it to my phone, actually. Yeah, true. Normally, um, my producer's not here today. He's actually doing other work, so we're... Oh, personal hotspots off. That's what's going down. Oh. we got to get this shot going.
2: i got to hear if you can't.
0: Yeah, we're on. We're just about on. Here we go. So what gave you the idea to do the shark photo? Like, did you just think it'd be a cool photo? Well, I was,
2: cause um, I was, that was actually when I had my injury. Like I was, when oh. I was training here, so my injury, so I was paddling on like a surf life-saving paddle board. No way. And, um, cause I couldn't surf yet, but I, I wanted to, you know, be a good paddler. Yeah. And so I was paddling in Sydney Harbour and there was a lot of like, it's, it is sharky in there. And I had a couple of friends like, you're crazy. You know, like there's so many sharks there. Like if you see a shark and I was bringing my GoPro cause like, what if i actually saw a shark then i just got out there and i took a selfie and i was like i was like oh i could do something, <laughs> do something here and my friend alex gray just whipped it up in like five minutes and i was like this is epic so i just put it up
0: and then fucking the floodgates opened. yeah it just really did so oh. how long did it take for that thing to because i feel like it's pro- it's harder to go viral these days mm, than definitely. what it is to um than what it was like back then because yeah. there's the the whole like algorithm mm-hmm. and all that shit's changing so like was it just a case of um like it just instantly fucking went viral
2: yeah well I've just, i posted it at prime time like 5 30 6 30 on a school night in school everything's night everything's chronological still on instagram yeah so everyone knows when it's going up and um yeah just just went kind of crazy and heap. hundreds of comments and at the time hundreds of comments is a lot yeah and I remember it was just yeah it was fuck so long ago but it was just crazy
0: and could you did that then spark any anything in your head like fuck like maybe I'm onto something when it comes to doing this whole like content thing or you know like did that sort of set some light bulbs off or it sort of took a little bit for you to be like to sort of make that connection
2: yeah well me and my my friend who photoshopped it he um we came up with all these shirt designs and clothing designs and everything ready to like go but then just kind of we just never did it yeah okay what was the like what were you like it was just like, like a brand it was or whatever? just a shark fin and we're just gonna take the piss out of that because <laughs> i was going on the project and stuff and i was like i can really milk it and i forgot the guy's name but at the time there was some guy that um i looked up to i can't remember his name I'm so bad with names but he built a lot of his businesses through like not scams but like Social media, kind of, just like yeah, stuff yeah, like, like troll sort of stuff. Yeah, they would just gain a lot of attention. Yeah, because it's the best way to build a brand. Yeah. So at the time, I was like, I could really build a brand around this shark thing, but it just never happened.
0: Yeah, but then I guess your personal brand sort of started to take off, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, and so I gained like, I think it was like fifteen thousand or twenty thousand followers from that. Really. On Instagram, yeah.
0: And then that, well, because that that's like a lot back then. Yeah.
2: Too. So I was sitting at like seventy k or sixty k and then yeah shit time flies man <laughs> it's
0: crazy eh? Hey? and you're fucking 21 bro yeah. i'm 31 Fuck. fucking I lot yeah dude i was literally like eight years of my life and mm. i look back i'm like i should probably move home now eh? Hey? <laughs> because <laughs> you just spend so much you know you, the time can just go so quickly yeah like even everybody last like well, this week when it went to october everyone's like how the fuck is it october it's, it's crazy. literally it's like it's a 10th
2: like the 10th month
0: insane eh so then where did you go from that to then like starting to make this like a full-time deal
2: mm. I went over to LA and I was, I've, was kind of going back and forth over there for like a couple of years and I haven't, I haven't been I've been once this year in February because I've just everything I need to do I know I can do at home now yeah so I'm just building foundations and everything like that I, I went over to LA to get inspiration and opportunity and growth and connections it's and pretty friends fucking
0: cool in that way isn't it
2: yeah it's awesome it's the hub like everyone goes there yeah it's very intense but um i've been lucky to make a lot of really good friends there and um so when when i do i, I can go back over there whenever it's like a second home yeah and it's a really cool second home to have yeah but um i would just yeah i started going over there i was the year after finishing school and just meeting a lot of people and kind of growing just to get the university of life is yeah. what I was calling it. And my dad would call it as well. Yeah. Like instead of him wanting to send me to university, which like parent, all parents want their kids to go to university, but I was not going to university yeah. and he would, he would respect that. You know, there's a lot of opportunity over there and you say the university of life. And obviously I didn't, I had a couple of jobs back then, but not enough to like fly and maintain a lifestyle over in America. So I had the support from my, my dad to help out with that, which is really cool. But yeah, just so much to. It's just a. They're they're so ahead over yeah. there, especially with social media, um, and I just kind of I don't know get got a lot of momentum from over there.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, I could see. Um, yeah, I could see that that would definitely be the place to sort of mm. really set that shit off. But so, did you know pretty early on that you didn't want to like live over
2: there full time, or I wanted to live over there, but I just never got a visa. Yeah, so okay. I was always having to like. It's fucking not easy, dude. It's not easy, and I, not that I'd ever do anything wrong, but it was like, I was going there a lot, yeah. and I actually got pulled back in the room, and like got questioned. The room of doom. Oh, the room of doom, and yeah. I was there for three or four hours, and they're really drilling me like, were well, you making money over here, and I wasn't, but I was making money on YouTube, and just because it was such a great area. It is, man. It's, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, you're so right. I, I had so many struggles with that. Mm. Where, and I I used to just say, I've got rich parents. Mm. So they'd be like, well, what are you doing this, man? I'm like, I got rich parents. Yeah. And then they'd, they'd be like, okay, so what do you do for work? I'm like, I don't need to work. And you could just play that game yeah. like, because they can't say, like, what do you say? Yeah, and they, then,
2: they fully, like, check my bank account yeah, yeah dude, my phone. For sure. And I was like, what? And, I like, I could luckily prove that I was, you know, made some money through a part-time job, working in a cafe and also the YouTube. So it was scary. They're not nice in there either, and then, are they? And they're not, they're <laughs> not, like, they're not soft with you. Like, they really try to scare you. Oh, yeah. The scare factor is there. Yeah. And I, and I was scared. <laughs> yeah, dude, I've
0: been in that room fucking... Ab- a bunch even Mm. with a visa like because i got arrested in texas once nice and uh and we were like doing like the border crossing in el paso near mexico and um basically they thought our van was stolen so because we we were like with it i was with these dude that races dirt bike so we were going from california to atlanta Mm. and the entire fucking van bro was just like completely full of like dirt bike parts dirt bikes scooters BMX bikes like gear every, like the whole fucking thing and then they pulled us over and then you know they do like the license and registration mm-hmm. well the dude tyler had left the license in the back of his car and like he put it in his backpack and then the re- he pulls out the registration and it's in his stepdad's name so mm-hmm. then when we then they pull us all out of the van and then it's like freezing cold it's like texas in 1am in the morning i'm wearing a fucking singlet because we left california at lunch so then i'm in the road just like fucking shaking and the dude's like what are you nervous for i'm like dude it's fucking freezing and he's like oh you're gonna give me lip and i'm just like oh fuck like fuck yeah and then he's like stop swearing at me dude and i'm like sorry dude like i'm just freezing and like i'm handcuffed at this Mm. point too so then i'm just shaking like a leaf in there so then this is like wigging this dude out he's like using it against me that i'm shaking i'm like are you serious like you can't see that this would be cold he's in like big jackets and stuff yeah oh no they were just trying to they're just trying to fuck with mm-hmm. you, you know. So then, anyway, they um they arrested us for a stolen vehicle. <laughs> and I'm just like, I was laughing the whole time. Like, there's no way this can actually like happen. Be this bad, you know? So I was just like, whatever. We spent eight hours in jail. That well, would be they, pretty fun. Oh, it was, it was fucking gnarly, dude. Really? Yeah, because it's like you can see Mexico. From El Paso. It's like border security. It's like where you leave and go out. So it was just all these like big, crazy Mexican dudes that had been pulled over at the border. Wow. They are in jail with all these Mexican dudes. One dude was taking a piss at the... Like there's a just one toilet. Hmm. And there's like a little sort of divider in it. And there was probably like six of us. So there was three me and the two dudes that i was with and then these three big mexican dudes one dude was taking a piss another dude needed shit so he just shit on the floor <laughs> <laughs> like right in front of him. like wouldn't wow. even, didn't even wait but they like, just didn't give a fuck it was super gnarly yeah.
2: do you have to get lawyers like how did yeah you i out? ended up
0: having to go to court because um That's then, hectic. yeah so like nothing happened like literally they just let us go mm. but because they scan your fingerprints they do all that shit to like put you into the uh into the system or whatever Mm. and um so yeah anyway we fucking (laughs) we go through the whole thing we get let out in the morning and then i just thought nothing of it i was like sweet so that was my first ever trip to the u.s i was only like 21 and then i went back like three or four months later um and then i got called into the room and the dude's like you got arrested in texas and i was like i didn't get arrested in texas like in the room at lax Mm. and uh Went through the whole thing with him, and um, it ended up being that, um, like, essentially, they're like, Yeah, well, if you got detained, you got arrested. And I was like, Heck, dude, I got let off on, like, they thought the car was stolen and it wasn't. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how that justifies being arrested. And
2: why they even put that on file.
0: Yeah, well, but when you go in and, like, whenever you're detained, that's just how it works, mm. I guess. So, anyway, I ended up, um, I said, Dude, can you just call them? <laughs> like, that was my Hail Mary. They are literally sending me home. They had all my bags and shit off the plane. And then they were sending me, home. I had like a driver book and everything to leave LAX. And then they are like, yeah, you're done. You're going home. And I was like, man, can we just figure this out? Like, can you just call border security? And he's like, what are the, he's like, what are the chances that anyone there? And because I had that argument about me like shivering and being mm. so cold with this guy, he mm. remembered because mm. I was like swearing and carrying on. Mm. And, uh, and then he's like, no, he didn't get arrested wow so yeah they let me so then they let me through and then they're like you're gonna have to figure this out dude like you're not gonna be able to come back in this will happen every time so then I had to get a lawyer I had to go to court and what ended up getting me completely exonerated like the whole thing just free and clear was the fact that um they didn't read me Miranda rights like you know that you've got the right to remain silent or that's technically (coughs) what has to be done for Mm. you to be technically arrested. arrested so that was my fucking little experience with yeah. those dudes yeah it's a good cool little movie there but then it just never got better every time i had a visa for the whole time i lived there and every time no matter what got pulled in and they would like what happened in texas and i was like don't know what to tell you dude i had like the the because i always had my camera bag with me so i had like the letter from the judge mm. in a in the top of my camera bag And every time I went in I'd like Go in I'd pull out And they're like What are you doing I'm like I'm just getting a letter That says this is all good but Wow like, They don't fucking play there bro
2: Nah they're really serious It's crazy How much time have you spent over there You reckon I, I spent more time In America than Australia For like Almost two years hmm. um, Yeah So I was going over there For like Almost two Three months Coming back for a month And then Going there for as long as possible yeah right which is like now that I think about it like Ske- hey, sketchy, sketchy yeah. yeah but I wasn't like so like, many people do
0: it bro so yeah, yeah so people many do. people do it the thing that pisses me off about it though is like I knew guys from Australia mm. that had lived there illegally for 15 years married kids whole thing wow yeah and then they were just like Nah, fuck it we'll just figure it out when we get caught like they could do the whole like they could be there legally mm. but because they were there illegally for so long they're like ah oh, the paperwork's crazy so then they just don't do it. And then you see all of the people that are illegal from Mexico. It's, like, so many people. And I it would, it would burn me, dude, that I, I had to go... My first visa cost 50 grand. Wow. It was fucking... They're not nally. cheap. No. Nah, because not I had cheap. to start a business and, like, all that bullshit. And it's, like, it costs that much money and you try and do the right thing. It's, like, you've already spent that much money. And then they still don't want to... They just don't want to play ball. But then... People can, like, you can get benefits there as an illegal immigrant. It's fucking weird. It's weird.
2: It's a weird so, country. That's why Australia is so cool. We it live, is. We live in such a good country. What
0: made you realize that you could do everything from here?
2: Well, just because it depended on me. I mean, I could, I could ideally, I mean, not ideally, but I could technically do what I do anywhere in the world, but yeah. I would rather do it in Sydney because I love it and it's where I grown up. And it's where, like, everyone I know is and every, everything that I know and all my... Connections and opportunities are there, and just but I can just build out my content, build out my music. Just like I can, it's just my foundation, it's my ground. Yeah. And I don't need, I don't need to go over to America and try get followers and stuff. Like I don't, I don't need to do that. I've, I've been lucky to grow a bit of a following, but everything from now on only depends up to, only depends on me and my like and my talent and how hard I work and how hard I want to you know grow.
0: Yeah. No, that's it's a good way to think of it because mm. I feel like a dude in your position could get so easily sucked into like the whole scene of it all. Mm. And I mean, dude, it's it's fucking hard when there's chicks over there that are like yeah. that fucking hot. Oh, they dang got so wrong, much man. money <laughs> they got, you know? Because like, you know, you live in Beverly Hills, mm. you got fucking super hot girls around. Yeah. And they've got rich parents or they've got fucking a bunch of shit going on. Mm-hmm. It's like it's so easy to like stay milking that life for oh, like a long me, time. Yeah,
2: I've I experienced a lot. I mean, I've was partying every single night and because you don't, I mean you would know as well you don't need to be 21 to club there and I was clubbing from 18 there and yeah like With being in that X scene for yeah, or not even like I was just like <laughs> they cause, just let you in? yeah because I know the promoters uh, and like you know the club promoters over there they can get anything yeah and so I was going to all these crazy parties and crazy clubs and I just experiencing the literal high life yeah and I'm just like wow but then like you just realize after a, a period of time that it's not it's not it
0: so many people like um I just gotta order an Uber for next guest let's come it's on sorry it. bro <laughs> take a two second guest after guest oh dude We're going today. back to back this has been um so we've been trying to build this studio for like literally ages like we got this building in um what time do you get, have to get out of here by the way um oh, you're right. not on the schedule mm-hmm. okay cool sorry I just gotta get this Uber going confirm I did it I pre-did it before you got here so at least I didn't have to
2: preparation prevents poor performance Fuck, man.
0: It's hard to stay on top of that shit this week. Mm. We, um, like, I pretty much when I started this thing, I was just like, I'm just going to do one a week, and, oh, uh, fuck, I booked it too soon, actually. It doesn't land really for... Uh, I'm going to cancel this trip. <laughs>
2: fuck that up. Went too soon. Yeah, man. America, LA, it's... You can live the high life there for as long as you want, but it's not good for you nah and i mean it's like
0: a lot of people just don't figure that out until mm. it's too too late and mm. i mean i think that the the good thing about australia is that like we don't have the prescription drug problem that mm. that they do like that was one thing that tripped me out when i lived there was like i always thought australia was like the big drinking culture and that's mm. like where everyone's like oh you're strong you get drunk but like I almost thought like America had a gnarly drinking culture mm. in terms of like <coughs> even the, like the young people and then when I f- would find out about like Adderall and yeah, like everything. Percocet and, and Xanax like, and everything yeah Xanax and shit and then you went to like cocaine mm. and then I was just like dude this shit's like fucking bad like, and it's glorified yeah and they love it and mm. they think that it's like well it's from the doctor and right. everyone over there that I would see they were like no, dude, it's fine. Like, I just told him it's for, like, back pain. And I'm like, dude, it's fucking heroin in a pill. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, crazy, dude. It's like a... It, and this, Yeah, it's just a... It's a gnarly scene. Mm. And it's so... It is easy for people to get, like, caught up in that pretty pretty heavily. Mm. So, for you mm. to realise at that, like, you're still super young, to realise, mm. like, mm, nah, not the move. Yeah. And, and peace out is uh is probably the fucking... Yeah, well, it. I just
2: experienced it all. Like, I, I experienced, like... Best party scene and doing every single night for long, long amounts of time. They're coming home and doing the kind of same because I was home and like you want to hang out with my friends at home. Yeah. So it's just like I was literally just constantly partying and I I love it. It's fun, but yeah, it's just I know it's not. It's not. I wouldn't find myself in this in a moment of being at a party and be like, oh, like this is it? This is this is what I want to work for. Yeah. It's not what it's not what my life's for. But it's cool and fun and I love it here and there. But You, you do you drink anymore? No, I stopped drinking. Yeah, I you, thought I saw that in know. one of your yeah.
0: videos that you don't drink. Are you still yeah. doing the no coffee thing?
2: No coffee, no. That's fucked up. But I, I don't put like a cap on it. Like if I, if I feel like doing something, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Like I was in the, I, I did a sailing trip from the Caribbean to the, to Brazil with my dad and brother and another family friend. And we were going around these cool Caribbean islands and there was a couple like local Caribbean beers. And I'm, of course I'm going to f- fucking drink it. I want to try it. It's an experience. Yeah. I'm not drinking to get drunk, but I'm, I'm trying it. So I can't say I've been 100% dry, but I can count on my two hands the amount of times I've drunk in over a year.
1: That's
0: the way to do it, man. Like I I feel like um, I recently had this conversation with a friend Mm. of mine. He's had like a bunch of shit change in his life and he didn't drink for like seven years, like literally not a drop. And it was, I I think that there's a dangerous, um, there's a dangerous place you can get to when you're doing something for like the moral high ground when Mm. you're like, I don't drink. Mm. And then that's like, that's your card. Mm. that you use and that makes you feel better than people yeah and i'm not saying this was what he was doing but he just didn't do it and Mm. i was like why do you think that that was going on and so then i started saying like i know people that they they're like that they're like no i don't drink i don't do any drugs i don't Mm. do any of this i don't do that and it's like fuck bro like what are you what are you trying to prove yeah the the bat like there is a balance to be had Mm. of like you know like you said having a beer when you
2: yeah and it doesn't make you any better than anyone else no. by not drinking <laughs> you can like, be a fucking
0: train wreck yeah and, still yeah, not and drink. like literally
2: it's got nothing to, it's just like for me personally i could have cut i wanted to teach myself some discipline and i wanted to cut it out just because i wanted to i was in a bit of a stage where i wasn't in the best mental state and i wanted to cut the bad food off the table coffee and alcohol and learning to meditate was my kind of three steps and it worked well for me and so i'm going to continue doing it but if i feel like one if one night i want to have a drink i will have a drink yeah but it's rare
1: yeah cuz you found that you
0: don't really miss uh, it yeah anymore. i found i
2: don't need it. i didn't rely on it it was just a reflex like i'd be out at you you feel like you need to have a drink all the time but you don't yeah and um yeah i just get natural energy of everyone anyway and i, f- I end up feeling drunk just from being around everyone yeah and cuz i'm djing as well so i need to be out late at night and but i'm dead sober so it's it's interesting, but I still I'm having a great time Yeah. and I can remember everything I'm in control of my situation at all times and if anything ever happened that was bad and needed someone with a straight mind I'm there like I can
0: sort out anything dude that is a thing man like my brother right now he's just uh, bought a house the other day and he was out like they were partying because mm. they had like a they do this one big night every year and um, anyway like he started getting fucking emails from the lawyer saying like they've, they've taken a cash offer instead of his offer So he's like fucked, like drunk and he's like reading this shit. And he just said, he's like, dude, that's the first time I've thought about like not drinking Mm. because I was, I just wasn't able to like quickly respond. He's like, what if I lost this fucking house that I've been wanting to buy Mm. because I was just fucking drunk. Mm. It's like, it would not, that drinking those drinks would not have been worth that, like losing that house. Mm. Did you have like a good response from people that you like in your sort of. You know, like with followers and things like that. When it came to that,
2: yeah, I've had a really good response, and I've had a lot of friends and people actually stop drinking as well because they've they've seen me do it, and um, it's just cool because like I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy that says I don't drink. Like, and yeah. if you drink, I think bad of you. No, like if my friends get drunk, I'll make them scold twice as much because it's funny. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just you, you can't say. You can't say your life's better without alcohol, you've never tried it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um yeah, just I was just like, give it a go, have an open mind to it. You so, don't need to drink to have fun.
0: So what was the um what was the catalyst for you going down that road of like, you know, changing diet mm. and then no alcohol, meditating like was there something that happened that was sort of
2: traumatic to where you felt like you needed to make those changes? There was nothing major, but I was I did a paddle, the Molokai paddle. Last year, yeah, it was last year, I think. Yeah, it was last year. My ears are so cooked. Yeah. But I did the Molokai paddle last year, which is um a, a world championship paddle in Hawaii, from um Molokai to Hawaii, Oahu. Yeah. And it's thirty-two miles, so like around. What like do they call that? Like this valley of bones or something. The like channel of channel bones. Channel of bones. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's crazy. It's where if anyone's a surf fan listening to this, it's where Eddie Akao actually died. Yeah. Um, but did he die doing that race? No. It was just a. It was, I think it was, he was saving someone. Oh, really? Yeah. No Um, shit. Pretty hectic. But yeah, people have died and it's really sharky. But I was doing this paddle to raise money for mental, like a mental health charity. Yeah. And also just raise awareness around it because um, that year I lost a friend to suicide. And so I was like, fuck, I really want to do something about this. And I feel like instead of shoving information down people's throats, it's more a better idea to kind of prove an example of putting yourself in a situation of vulnerability and pushing through the hurdles and like just giving an experience for someone to look at and learn from it as well not just like do this do that do this do that it's more so like oh i can do this because this person did that you know it's planting the seed but um i've learned a lot from doing that stuff of how to approach it with the whole mental health situation but back to the whole um question yeah so i was doing doing the paddle and i i after school life was really kind of full-on for me like i didn't Actually, stop and have a moment. I was seeing a psychologist like every day in school, because I wasn't in the best kind of mental state. How how good life was for me from the outside in, and I was I'm always grateful one hundred percent for everything, and in no way am I complaining. But I had my struggles, and like everyone has their struggles, no matter what. One hundred percent,
0: man. Like I fucking I hate when people have to uh, justify caveat. Like I'm happy, and like I'm not complaining. You Mm. know, like you shouldn't have Mm. to do that. Like Mm. everybody has
2: yeah, no matter shit what. to deal with cuz it's all Whether, they know it's yeah. like it's they were born in I was born into this life which was fucking awesome but like I was experiencing a lot of pain through certain situations social like bullying intense bullying and just the, the the doubt in my mind of not knowing who I was and when I was putting myself out there on social media getting bullied for like all this shit combined it would get I would suffer a lot I had a lot of anxiety depression and then so I was going to school counselor a lot to, to deal with that and then being in a situation where I was at school and even on social media and in Australia it's like the tall popper syndrome where people just want to drag, you down, drag yeah. you down I experienced that a lot And but then as soon as I left school I was over in America a lot of the time and getting like praise and getting a lot people of followers like you and like lifting consent. me up and yeah. like, it, it was cool and I was like oh yeah sweet like I'm on my way but then it got to the point where I'm trying to advocate for mental health and like provide an example but I hadn't I, I actually like put a nail on the head with my own like shit that was going on so I decided to see a psychologist and I wanted to like just just get professional advice and learn a bit more about myself and also just how I can better myself etc etc and then he actually prescribed me antidepressants It's like yeah look I I think it's it was last resort and I think you should get on these and I was like fuck like that's a moment that's a moment there when someone's like yeah take this pill this is gonna make you happier and so I took one of them it was it was Lexapro and I remember thinking like I haven't even given myself a chance like I haven't even tried I'm not going to rely on this just to make me happier. And you're young. And I'm young too. And so I was like, okay, drinking, depressant, get rid of that. Easy. Coffee gave me anxiety sometimes, get rid of that. Meditation, you never hear someone meditate and say, oh, I feel shit.
0: Yeah, I'm depressed after meditating. Yeah, yeah. you
2: never hear that. It's like, what? So I, you know, kind of worked on that and I started to feel a little better. And then I was like, okay, I, I don't need to drink anymore. And I got got a lot more mental clarity and I wanted to teach myself some discipline and once I found that I did have discipline I got a little bit more like nicer to myself because I feel like if you don't if you're making all these goals inside your head and then you're not actually following through with them all the time you're hard on yourself all the time and it's not good so it's like once you actually see yourself doing something that you've said you got to do you feel really good about it yeah there's the, like,
0: the do something principle. Mm. So, like, if you've got something that is, because this is what I struggle with, like, I, I've i always felt like I've got way more potential than that I've actually ever lived up to. Mm. And then that's heavy when you get to be fucking 30 and you're, mm. like, still feel like you've done nothing. Yeah. Even though, in reality, you, you get all of these people that say that you have, but mm. to your own expectations. And sometimes that gets crippling to the point where it's, like, you can't even send an email.
2: Mm-hmm
0: you know it's like it's sitting there it's in your inbox you know you got to respond it's good for you to respond to that email it's somebody that wants to do something or it's like whatever and it's like you can't even do it Mm. and so there's a principle in uh, psychology called the like do something principle where you literally just have to get up and do something Mm. like there's some because there's like certain like resistance that you push back on yourself and whether it's for like you're unhappy with yourself you Mm. don't think you're worth getting what you're chasing all of those different things but there's some stuff that is no resistance, like taking a piss. Like, you need to take a piss mm. if you need to take a piss. And, like, your body doesn't fight that. Mm. Like, it not, you're not just going to sit on the couch like, no, nah, yeah, nah, I'm not doing it. So it's like, you use that. So it's like, use something that is uh, easy for you to do. Yeah, And then instead of sitting back on the couch or whatever, so start there and then do something else that's kind of easy and gather <clears> momentum <throat> of, like, doing stuff. Because the... <clears throat> Whenever I get down or feel shitty about myself, it's when I'm
2: just not doing things. Mm, me too. 100% relate. That was so cool what you said then because like without even like, I haven't really heard it being put like that, but like, yeah, I 100% relate to it. Like I'll find myself sometimes even just like scrolling Instagram aimlessly and I feel shit. Or like when I'm not doing anything, I feel shit. And
0: but you're thinking about what you want to be doing while you're doing it.
2: And I've got a clear indication of what I need to do, but I'm just like, I'm just pure... Procrastination. Yeah, I'm just like I, I'm just avoiding it, and I'm just like, like what? it doesn't make sense, huh? It doesn't make sense, but I'm doing it. And I'm like, gonna hate it, and then I'm like in a hole of feeling shit. But I know what I got to do, but I'm not doing it. It's just like I'm in a circle. I'm in yeah. a rut. But then the simplest thing, like making your bed. Yeah, I make my bed every single morning because that's just the first challenge of the day. Yeah, and I, there's there's a neighbor SEAL speech about it that I watched like on YouTube a couple years ago about you know how they all have to make their bed first thing in the morning because automatically your brain's done one thing and one chore and you're already accepting to the next thing and you're just already on your way you've started your day by doing something yeah and so whenever i find myself in a rut i'm like okay is my room clean i start cleaning my room and then things just unfold and then you know once once you start you do one thing it leads to another yeah rather than just putting it off
0: And I think, too, like, with the the bed thing is, like, a really cool one because it's, like, it's, like, a win. I feel like your brain keeps a track of, like, wins and losses. Mm. And it's, like, when you walk out of your room and you don't make your bed or you, like, don't eat something for breakfast, like, you don't cook yourself breakfast. Mm. And then – because I'm like that with, like, coffee like because i've got a really sick coffee machine i fucking sick. love coffee i, I, coffee,
2: dude. <laughs> I love coffee dude. <laughs> yeah, i absolutely love the smell that's of it. the
0: one thing i'm not giving up <laughs> but like i sometimes i'll be just lazy so i've got mm. this fucking sick machine everything's great and i make good coffee and then sometimes i'll just like oh it's more like i don't it's not that i don't want to make my own coffee it's more that i've fucked around so much in the morning that now i don't have time to make 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 coffee coffee, and then i go and i buy a coffee which costs money and then takes more time so Mm -hmm. instead of like being productive making my coffee and coming straight to work Mm -hmm. i've now fucked around Mm -hmm. i've not made a coffee i've had to go out of my way to buy a coffee then i'm probably scrolling on instagram while Mm -hmm. i'm waiting waiting, it's just like it's this momentum builds of like Letting yourself down. It's like yeah. you, you let yourself down there. Now you're fucking on Instagram. Now you're spending money that you don't want to spend. And now you're fucking late for work. Yeah. And, and it's like... It's like the winning room. Yeah, just yeah. Just like doing it, uh, everything that's not the best for you. Yeah, exactly. So it's like... It is so important to just like have that mental awareness. And it's mm. like, you know, like you said, like, oh, I haven't heard it being put that way. Like, f- you know, you can look for these things. Like, mm. that's what's so good about the internet right now. It's like you can find so many fucking different ways to to look at it and identify yeah. and i think it's interesting like i want to hear you talk about meditation because mm. someone your age is it's not like a, a super common thing and while mm. i do that i'm gonna book that uber yeah <laughs> but like when when did you first get into the the meditation side of things i try i tried like two
2: years ago two and a half years ago but i i have adhd and so like i really struggled with sitting still and i like although i was all for it or for the idea of it and i was like Meditating it's cool. But I just couldn't do it.
0: Can so I just, cut you off real quick? Yeah. Do you believe in ADD or like in a? Because I literally had this conversation mm. today in the car. I was like mm. texting a mate. Do you think ADD is real or do you think that it's like a square peg in a round hole kind of situation where that's like the label that they put a kid that just really doesn't give a fuck mm. about whatever boring shit is going on at school. Mm. Like some kids can be into it. Other kids can't and it's yeah. like you're the kind of person that wants to jump out of a fucking plane mm. like that kid at nine is not gonna want to like behave at school yeah right like i don't know what do you think about it is it like a medical I think,
2: thing i think in some cases definitely medical but also like in like in a lot of most cases you could be 100 right of just it's just the person isn't suited to this environment so like the, let's put this put this person that's not suited in this environment in this other environment of being labelled ADHD ADAD yeah. ADD or whatever um, so yeah I I don't know I, I'm not I can't really 100% answer that I mean I I went and I had like a lot of those brain scans and stuff and I did see my brain and with the things that I wasn't passionate about had I was like didn't yeah, you just shut down shut them down because yeah. like I was a,
0: the exact same dude yeah i was the naughty kid in school Mm. i was never i never fucking went to school Mm. and it's like that was the thing they're like oh he's got ADD," and i'm like and i would say like even at 10 years old i'd say like i just don't want to be here Mm. like i'm not sick because that's really what you're saying to it when you're saying to a kid that uh you're not normal here's this medicine yeah and then this will make you normal you're Mm. telling a kid they're sick and it's like I'm not sick, I don't give a yeah. fuck. I don't wanna be here. Yeah. Like that you know, and that was that was me. So I mean, that was like my experience and that led to a lot of crazy shit yeah. in my life with that stuff because man, my teacher was a fucking cunt. Like she put Jason medical, um, uh, Jason's meds eleven yeah. thirty. And then at eleven thirty all the kids in class would be like, Oh, it's time to take your tablets oh, dude,
2: Yeah. Like knowledge and I'm like, mm. The fuck are we doing here? Like this doesn't seem like this is super it's not, productive. It's not right. Yeah, it's not a good environment. Yeah, I mean, I was prescribed Ritalin and Concerta, like long-lasting and short-lasting medication that I had to take to go to school, and I hated it. I asked it would make me like, just question everything about what I wanted to say and do. I, I, although it made me concentrate, I don't know. It's just I I avoided taking it. um
0: Did you did you like not take it for most times and just
2: like sort of ditch it? Um yeah. Or you did take it. I did take it. I took it a lot and because they I you know, it did actually help me go through school with just concentrating. Yeah. But I, I would try to avoid it. I yeah. would just like when my mum was like, Okay, hey, take it, i put it under my tongue, she'd look away and like it got to the point where she knew that I was taking it, she'd be like, open, open it and make sure Yeah. yeah saw yeah, it. Yeah. Um But yeah, I don't know. It's it's such a I don't think kids should be brought up on medication
0: well and i think this is why i sort of wanted to get into that Mm. sorry to cut you off but to get into that to then go into the meditation thing because when you have a mind that people would describe as add Mm. which like i'm gonna say that that it's just how people describe you and Mm. then it's like that mind that's like the hardest mind to meditate because Mm. it's like i mean in my experience of i've just got fucking shit just going all day every yeah. day it's full on mm. and it's like to meditate you're trying to achieve the opposite of that mm. state so i think what you're saying with like you know you've got add so it's hard to meditate mm. that's like that's what i think it's like you are literally your natural brain is like the opposite of what it should be mm. while you're meditating
2: yeah so i mean on average we have seventy thousand thoughts per day humans and so like on on average and think of like a lot of those thoughts coming from social media so it's like a lot of it's external and kind of bullshit and unnecessary and um, I think meditation and I could talk for so long on meditation because just it's it it. just like <laughs> it's just I don't know I think it's, it's like, awesome to, to hear yeah it's like do you clean your teeth yeah. in the morning and at night yep. before bed like were you brought up with you have to clean your teeth or you get holes in your teeth and it's really important to clean your teeth like why is there not like a practice with kids that you need to clean your mind it's the most fucking important asset in the whole everything it's literally the control of everything. Yeah. Like, we can't think if we don't have a fucking brain, but we can s- still think if we have shit teeth. Yeah. But we, we have to clean our teeth twice a day. So, like, Says I guess... the Instagram model. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, I do clean my teeth twice a day as well. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's just, like, on average, you have 70,000 thoughts per day, and once a day, it's, like, hitting a refresh button in the morning. Yeah. So, I'm just, like, it's teaching yourself to have control over your actual thoughts and then being able to um understand what's coming in and coming out and was like just cutting out the bullshit taking out the trash in the mind and just just having the i guess control yeah being able to control your mind and your thoughts is is a fucking skill and so teaching myself to sit down 20 minutes i have this kind of this my friend Chris Sol and Rochelle Fox they have a company called Mindspo they actually live in Bali have a, a, a villa in Bali and they run all these retreats and stuff but they really have have helped me with my journey in learning meditation and given me a lot of the science behind it and everything and just like meditation's cool like I don't know why it's it, there's just a bit of stigma around meditation being like well, like uh, like yeah, yeah you know it's kind of boring old school it's like, going away shit. Though, for it's sure. definitely going away. Yeah. Definitely especially when wait.
0: people like you talk about
2: it you know which is cool and it's weird I mean five years ago if I was I'd be like fuck meditating what mm. the fuck for now I've I told myself I can sit still 100 percent completely still for 40 minutes I think with my eyes closed and just like just pure quiet dude how hard would have that been the first day of meditating so hard so hard like but pretty then, much impossible right yeah and but that's the thing it's like literally convincing your mind that you do have time to meditate it's not that you, it's all there's there are three things people say or well, not three it's just like I can't meditate, I don't have enough time, or I can't meditate because I just can't sit still. I can't meditate because I don't know how to do it right, and, or I'm bad at meditating. There's no such thing as a bad meditator. A bad meditator is somebody who just doesn't meditate doesn't because meditate. they say they're yeah. bad at it. Yeah. A good meditator is somebody who just does it yeah. because it's only you and your thoughts. No one else can hear what's going on inside your own head. It's just yeah. you. And if you're zoning out for 18 minutes of a 20 minutes that's fine. At least you're bringing it back, and at least you're letting all those thoughts go, and then you're clean. You're like, you're sweet. You've done a lot of unnecessary thinking that it's not unnecessary, but you're just like, it's just hitting the refresh button every single day, opening a new page in your notebook and approaching it with a fresh mind.
0: So what's your technique? Like what's your, how did you start? Mm-hmm. And then how did you progress to like the point where you're at now?
2: Okay, so I, um, there was like a, a guided 20 minute one that my, my friend Chris actually like pre-recorded. He like brought it in. So it was like a minute and 45 seconds of like, you know, stay in, still, sit up back straight posture up it's really important to sit up straight because if you, you're sleeping or meditating like, like downwards or like on your side you're actually releasing the sleep chemicals and then you will feel tired after oh, so it's super important okay. to like if you sit down put a pillow behind there you go It's a bit of knowledge for you yeah so um first like figure out the, the, the seating you don't have to cross your legs like I just do it on my we could do it on this chair yeah you just get a pillow behind it to make sure you're back straight and then um just close your eyes be completely still and just kind of breathe focus on your your, your legs and arms and everything relax focus on relaxing and then you, you'll you be given a mantra and so I got told this word called sore hum it's got means nothing yeah but it's like sore you, you, you use it with your breathing so when you breathe in you go sore and then breathe out you go hum so the idea behind that is like the sound in your head that brings you kind of awareness back so you just will we'll, he, he will guide it in for like a minute and a half and then there's just like this kind of meditation music in the background that is just like kind of like dream. you're getting a
0: massage yeah, yeah.
2: exactly and so you just constantly saying it's mantra mantra over and over and whenever you would find it, you, your mind drifting or like all these random like i could be on two minutes of thought and then i'm like oh i'm thinking back to soham i'm bringing my awareness back so just like soham drifting 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 back so just constantly bringing your so
0: that's just like the thing in the middle of the darkness that you're trying to go like okay come back to the this bit
2: yeah like Okay, back to back to me. I'm in power. I'm in control. Yeah. Like so, it's just like day to day life. Whenever a situation arises, and you're like, "Is this actually this? Is this me? is this, this is my thoughts, or is this irrational thinking? Or you know,
0: oh, like am I in? Am I the like? Is this a direct thought? Like am mm. I actually wanting to have this thought? Like intentional? I guess would be the way. To yeah, say well, it's it, right? just like you just because there is just random bullshit.
2: Yeah. Just I don't know just being you literally just teaching yourself to be present with your own mind and become your own best friend. Yeah and like I mean fuck whenever I'm alone it's cool because I'm my own best friend whereas in the past it hasn't really been that way but I don't know it's like people say I can't meditate with my own self like why yeah like it's your life no one else is thinking for you except you so why are you running away from it so just I don't know learn to be your best friend yeah and embrace it so Mm. how long would you go for at the start aim for 20 minutes yeah, but it really depends. Like sometimes, if I actually don't have time to meditate, I'll do like ten minutes or just even five minutes.
0: Yeah, but just and right it, when you wake up,
2: basically. No, when I wake up, like I could, I'll go to the gym, come home, have brekkie, and then we'll my, my ideal situation. We'll wake up, go to the gym, come home, eat, and then go straight into meditation, and then that's my day started, and I'm ready to you know whatever yeah. whatever happens, I'm just ready for.
0: Yeah, and can you could you see like before we were saying like our human brain loves progression. Mm. Can you see progression in that?
2: Mm. Definitely. I mean, I feel like this year for me has been huge in personal growth, whether it have been from stopping alcohol or coffee or meditating or just the fact of me growing up as a 21-year-old. But I think meditating has definitely made me a lot more calm and I haven't, I haven't had like a blow up in a, a while Of like anger blow up. Yeah, like I just haven't been as angry because it just puts everything into perspective of like what does that achieve? You know, like sure, emotions can get a little out of control sometimes, but then when when you meditate, you have more control over it. So I'm like, I don't have to react to things like this. I can react to it with a bit of a rational and um, like a a calmer mindset that is just way more... um, way more successful with yeah. result.
0: yeah yeah and I mean it's it's you know like we said at the start too like I feel like all of our like our generation of anyone that's in like a lot of people that listen to this are like big into the action sports sort of mm. stuff it's like we're all fucking meditating every time we go to the mm. track and that's why like you crave it like mm. you crave surfing I think yeah. that's why you get it obviously it ticks like the you're getting better at something mm. you're getting the endorphins from the physical activity yeah but it's also like for me at least it's like i'm fucking out like i'm out i've checked out all the shit that's going on Mm. i'm done yeah and that's the same with me with jujitsu now it's like Mm. i go there and there's i'm literally trying to stop a dude from fucking choking me (laughs) and it's like that takes a whole lot of of concentration Mm. and it's like for those you know five minutes like i'm black dude i'm fucking black i'm done (laughs) like there's no me in here anymore Mm. it's just that dude that's trying to figure out that puzzle Mm. and it's like again it's the physical thing where you've got the endorphins and then you've also got the uh, progression that you're getting better but I think so much of it is that Mm. meditative state that you find yourself in you know they call it flow state and all those sorts of things
2: yeah I mean you you said it it's you there's no better feeling than just doing something and having kind of no thought around it just living Mm. like when I skydive I just I can't really remember what I think but I, I just know that it was the best feeling yeah that is crazy huh mm.
0: where you're like I don't really remember why it was that good but it yeah. was just that it was really good
2: <clears throat> have you seen the movie Peaceful Warrior no nah. it's a really good movie it's kind of kind of old school it's based around like a gymnastics guy who I'm not gonna ruin the story anyone listening definitely watch Peaceful Warrior my dad showed it to me a while ago what, what's
0: it, a like is it a, like a
2: film film yeah it's a, it's a movie it's a yeah. film um, but it's like based on like kind of a spiritual awakening of like uh, a, y- a young man who's going through, who had it all, who then lost it all, but then like was told that he. So okay, I'll give you a, a short story. So it's a gymnast at, at college, got a lot of money, got all the chicks he wanted, best gymnast, had everything, a bit cocky, um, but like he met met some some old dude that's in the movie. Apparently, it based like he obsessed of Socrates, like. Oh yeah, 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 the, yeah. the wise dude, the philosopher. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. So he man this dude at the gas station, and then the, the guy at the gas station was just like, "Okay, what are you gonna do if you don't make the Olympics, or what if you don't do this?" And this and this this young man was like, "Oh, I don't think of that because I'm gonna do it." So it's like approaching everything with my life's gonna be the best when I get that result type of thing, and not actually yeah. living in the moment throughout the experience and journey of it. So it's just like a, a, a great movie of quotes and things it's all about the journey. But there's one moment which which is why I brought it up was when this old guy Socrates was with the the, the kid and. Pushed him off a bridge and he fell off the bridge and he was like, ah. And then he asked him when he came, he's like, what were you thinking? Like, he came up all the way he's like, why did you push yeah. me? Blah, 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 blah. But he said, what were you thinking when you fell off the bridge? He's like, I don't know. He goes, were you thinking about your job? He's like, no, we're you thinking about what we need to do. No, we're you thinking about this, this, that, that. I like, no, he's like, exactly. You were present. You took the trash out. Yeah. You weren't thinking. You were in the moment. And that's like the most important place to be in.
0: Yeah. I yeah, totally agree. I, I've, I've always thought about it, maybe a bit too young for this one, but you remember when you um, would get like a floppy disk and you'd put it into your computer and you'd like defrag the hard drive did you ever do that not really so like back Back (laughs) in the old PC days you used to have the floppy disk Mm -hmm. and like because your computer just like fucking stopped working because there were bits of shit really back Mm -hmm. then it was like probably 70 meg hard drives and stuff so you'd have to put this floppy disk in and then the screen would go black and it looked the whole screen was like these little squares and there'd be all these like white squares everywhere in amongst the black squares and then you'd see this thing just like scan and like slowly defrag all of these white squares out of the, the computer because that's all just like bits of shit and then it'd like refresh and the system would reboot mm. and that's how I think about like meditating or training or any of those things. Mm. It's like that time where you like defrag your hard drive because like you can draw a lot of parallels I reckon with um, the brain and the computer. Yeah. it's like it's information in that goes into like a central processing unit mm. and then you've got the graphics card which fucking makes the world look the way that it mm. does and some people have got shit that's broken and some people have computers that are slower than others some people like Elon Musk have fucking supercomputers in their head so it's like it, it is like a computer yeah. and it's like that analogy of like you know there's so much time where it's like you've got so much shit on your phone or there's so many apps open got so many or, tabs open. yeah or I like to think too about like you your battery life like your brain only has so much capacity mm. to like think in a day before mm. it needs to go to sleep and then rest and it's like if you've got every fucking app open you're taking calls from everyone that calls you you're looking at every like you're reading every yeah. comment you're, you're watching this you're doing that you're like taking on board like getting involved in other people's drama it's shit just so like you're just taking in so much information like what happens to your phone when that happens like that's a computer Mm. they just fucking shuts down it freezes a little bit and it's cool and it's like you've got to literally like swipe up a little bit and see all the apps and you just go fuck off all of you yeah and it's like it works again and it's like that's sort of how i think about our brain sometimes and i don't meditate but it's something i've looked into a lot and you hear people talk about it the people like yourself talk about it and it's like a thing that you know you should do mm. but that to me is like whenever i'm training or whenever i do stuff that's like full just me time mm. it's like i'm just defragging the hard yep. drive i'm closing all the apps i'm fucking going into power saver mode i'm gonna make my <laughs> battery last for the rest of the day and that's the way that you deal with it and mm. i think that if you know or if you like If you go into it knowing that like, okay, there's only so many fucking apps I can have open. There's Mm. only so, you know, so much music I can play or there's only so much I can do with this hard drive Mm. before it starts to melt down. And it's like, if you know that like you need to manage that space, you need to manage that battery, then it's like you're almost halfway ahead Mm. in like kind of figuring some shit out. Because, dude, I see people like fucking my buddy, (laughs) Wadey, I fucking love him to bits, but he's got every app open. All t- all the time, mm. his brightness is on fucking one hundred. same as my mom, <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> it work so hard. Yeah, and it's, I'm just like, bro, you fucking, you give me like anxious feelings when I'm around you. It's like you've got to fucking close some apps, bro. Mm. Like, you can't just run like this. Yeah, it just cooks you. Mm. And well, then if you, you mix just, that with like, like bad lifestyle stuff too,
2: mm. and you just like you just not, you got to enjoy. You got to have at least one moment every day where you just kind of check yourselves. Like, have I, I like. Am I enjoying myself? Am I enjoying everything I'm doing? Yeah. Like, there's got to be beher- a purpose behind everything. Otherwise, you just got to run in circles for the rest of your life. And as you know, like, time gets faster and faster and faster. And so the more you're just doing these things that are unnecessary and you're not, like, actually giving yourself a bit of a checkup. Yeah. Like, before you know it, like, five years could go by. Fuck yeah, and dude. Th- yeah, and, like, this is me just kind of, this is what, I th- what I'm imagining it, it could be because I'm only 21.
0: No, but this is good. Like, you need to do that shit. Like, yeah. if you don't have any care for, like – what the next five years mm. looks like or mm. the next five... You end up in a place where you just... You're like, how the fuck did I get here? Yeah. Well, what did I do to get here? Yeah. And then you can't go back and change that. Exactly. It's like it's good to have that mm. that thought ahead.
2: Yeah. Well, it's just... Yeah, it's always... It's just I feel like there's such a rush nowadays. Everyone's like... They're just a rat race running in circles trying to grab their own tail without actually just taking a minute and breathing and appreciating the, the simple things of life. Yeah. Which is just literally so important and um, it's interesting when, when you're bringing up the phones and the computers about the mind I have a kind of an interesting analogy it's a little bit different but it's about like with time and age it's just everyone like I know there's so many of you my age are wigging out like oh I don't have much time or even like when they're fifties, like okay I've retired now and like life's you know I'm too old to do this too old to do that but um, let's say I'm looking at my phone now I've got I've got 32% left on my phone so let's just say humans on an average are like living up to a hundred.
0: I just, huh? just got to yeah. a bit. Yeah, and um,
2: humans on average, we live to about a hundred or like it's going, it's getting to that stage, like a hundred percent on an iPhone. So I'm 21. So essentially I've got 79% left in my phone. So I've got a fuckload of time. Fuck yeah, you so do. Like, yeah. So, but like, let's just say, it's the same 30. I've got 70, like you're on you're your phone, you got 70% left. You got a lot of time. You can open the apps that suck out the most time. I, yep. can, open, I, I can Instagram, like half an hour and get down to 40% that's a lot you know but why is people getting to like 30 or 40 and thinking that they don't have enough time to literally just restructure their life if it's necessary
0: yeah yeah no so
2: much time left
0: that's the one thing with when you're coming on here because I'm like I'm literally 10 years older than you and I don't normally talk to people that are young and I'm like I wonder what headspace Mm. this guy's in like you've got a fucking insane life like all the stuff that you've got going on Mm. and it's like it would be so easy for you to be a fucking wanker Mm. and not have any and i mean you could be a good guy and everything but like Mm. be a wanker in terms of like the future and like this will last forever i'm gonna be this guy forever i'll Mm. just keep going i'll just keep getting followers i'll just keep like but not actually having a connection to like the the shit that you're talking about like Mm. the real stuff and like being grounded as as a person Mm. i think that that is the stuff from my experience Mm. that it's like that is what will help you as you do go along because it's like the more like stingy Mm. you can be with your time and the relationships that you have and because like i've wasted fucking years on people Mm. you know and i'm i'm sure there will be people in your life that you will or have even but it's like to just be hyper conscious and like almost feel like over like over possessive about time Mm. and what you should be doing where you should be putting your time like because like we're saying like i think that that is the thing that bums me out the most Mm. is when i waste my time because you get to a point where you you really do realize you're like fuck like it's like my childhood's over Mm. like i'm 31 and it's like i'm not a kid anymore like a full-blown adult like i can't even flirt the line of like still being a kid mm. where it's like you know you mid-20s 24 25 it's like yeah you're kind of still yeah. a kid but it's like you get these phases and it's not it's not to say that um it's like that's a bad thing it's not a bad thing but it's like there's there's certain ways that you need to act and like acknowledge like what you have what's mm. coming next and like make sure that you know what's going on around you so it's like that time won't get wasted mm. because it's like that's the biggest shame of all. And like, that's something that I've been thinking so much about lately. It's just like, don't waste time. You yeah. don't have enough. Mm. And especially like when you put it like that analogy, it's like, you've got 79% left. And it's like, fuck it's 79%. Yeah. Like if I'm looking at my phone, I can play and Fruit
2: Ninja for like two hours. That's
0: exactly. dude. <laughs> and it's like, you, I can see my phone at 79% and go, fucking hell, I'm going to have to charge this bitch soon. Like this might not get me through the
2: day. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, I'm just going to do this fucking thing. I'm struggling with this. Get
2: that Uber. I'm such a terrible multitasker. Yeah. You can't... It's impossible to to talk (laughs) deep subjects (laughs) while ordering an Uber. Trying to do both
0: here. I'm not doing... Maybe not doing the best job, but probably not (laughs) doing the worst either. (laughs) Um, Yeah, this is... uh, That's what... There's
2: a really cool photo I saw recently that I really related with. Um,
0: It's so cool that you... Uh, thinking about like you would know and i mean maybe you've even done it people that are are in your social media youtube world where it's well there's actually a couple of things here but it's like that they're so their lives revolve around like what's next what's Mm. the best photo like what is why are people doing this is this this project's gonna be the one that blows me up blah 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 it's pretty refreshing to see that you don't sort of have that but I'm assuming you probably went through that at some point oh
2: 100 percent yeah I mean I would put all my eggs in one basket and think that when I reach this level I'm gonna have this sort of feeling in return like it like it's happiness isn't a transaction it's like a mindset it's like you gotta really cultivate it yeah you gotta like it's you gotta put work in for, in for yourself to really like you're not gonna get big biceps by not go to the gym wanting big biceps yeah Yeah. exactly but like and you're not going to get happy by not doing the things that make you happy so it's just like I've got a limited amount of time on this earth and I've been lucky enough to be in the position that I am to have all this opportunity like there's no point being bummed about something if I can change my mindset and perspective on it to make it a positive and either learn from a situation or grow from a situation or I can run from it but I always choose grow because like no matter what you will always like there's there's no such thing as wasted time if you've created a new experience yeah and so taking that mindset you can literally learn from absolutely any experience because it's all perspective and there's never nothing going on and i don't know where i'm kind of going with this one but it's just like literally yeah i don't know i just got myself in a circle of thought then
0: well there is like we we're sort of the one thing that i always think about with perspective is like we're we're sort of cursed with like seeing the world through our own perspective at all times Mm. like it's really hard to um be open to like seeing something from somebody else's point of view and i think that that's one of those things where again it's like it's just awareness like you have to i think that a lot of people are just they're on autopilot Mm. and they're not trying to um, you, you hear people like are saying like, "Oh, the world." He thinks the world revolves around him. Well, that's like what is going on in some mm. people's brains is they're literally like they're the center of the world, and like every footstep they make, the world then moves around them. Mm. But it's like I think that the happiest people in life are the ones that have accepted that the world doesn't revolve around them. Mm. That there's billions of perspectives taking place at every one time like there's 7 billion people on earth mm. there's 7 billion different perspectives of reality taking place every fucking second there's yeah. just a new everybody's seeing it from their own perspective mm. and it's like that is sort of humbling in a way when you think about it because it's like well what does my what does my perspective mm. what does my take on this really mean like you need to be humble knowing that like you're not right you're not because what's right to you is wrong to someone else exactly so (laughs) i think that's the that's like that that power of perspective and maybe sort of where you're going with with that i mean the the world
2: the world doesn't stop if you're in a bad mood like time goes on yeah time will always go on um yeah no i I saw this this thing recently it's kind of on the subject but it's when a bird is alive it eats ants when the bird is dead ants eat the bird time and circumstances can change at any time don't devalue or hurt anyone in life. You may be powerful today, but remember time is more powerful than you. One tree makes a million matchsticks, but only one match is needed to burn a million trees. Mm. So it's just like, you know, perspective.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and duality too. Like, you can't have dark without light. Mm. You can't have hot without cold. Yeah. Like, you can't have happy without sad. Mm. I think that's another sort of yeah. powerful thing too, is like, when you're... Um, like, when you are bummed, it's like that. The, the other... Like, this is sort of changing the topic a little bit, but it's like, I think that people tie themselves to what they feel mm. at the time when it's like, you're not sadness, like you're Alex. You're not sad. You're feel you're Alex feeling sad. Mm. But you could also be Alex feeling happy, Alex feeling ecstatic, Alex, you know, fucking... As frustrated, like mm. it's not you aren't your emotions, and I think that it's really hard for people to um, make that distinction of, like, okay, I'm not fucking this sad thing. Like, this is just an emotion that's sort of like mm. sort of rolling through me, and it's like you, at some point, have to be thankful for being sad or be thankful for being in a bad mood because that is what gives you the ability to be in a good mood Mm. like you can't and and it's like if you were like if you do cocaine all the time if you just did coke all day every day then are you really high anymore you'd be cooked (laughs) (laughs) but you're just zero yeah like because there's a baseline for everything Mm. it's like if you feel completely nothing is here and then Mm. you feel amazing is 10 and then you feel super shitty that's negative 10 it's like life just sort of operates on a spectrum and, and it's like if you're always super fucking unhappy, it's like, well, that's just your new baseline. Like, this is you. And then you can go down from here and you can go up from there. So it's just like, I don't know, being aware that everything operates on a spectrum Mm. and you need both sides of the spectrum for anything to exist. And it's like, yeah, it takes a thousand trees to, you know, make a matchstick, but it takes one matchstick to burn a thousand trees. It's like, Mm. that's the same thing. It's like fucking... Stranger Things, The Upside Down, like you need yeah. all you need all of it to make it work, mm. and it's like sometimes just fucking embrace the life shit. Yeah. It's gonna get better, yeah. and it, well, it's like because it's shit, that's the reason for it to get better.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yep, you got to be down to look up, and you know, you, um, I was gonna say, yeah, you, you just you just kind of nailed that. <laughs> you can't be happy without feeling sad you you got it and it's well that's what makes us human yeah like we can't there's no such thing as a superhuman but um Elon Musk yeah (laughs) far far from maybe far from Elon
0: Musk (laughs) so what's next for you you reckon like what's on your the the DJ thing is Mm -hmm. something that you've been like going super hard with like is that sort of what you like want to do that's your passion
2: yeah well I just starting from kind of I've always had a passion for music my whole life but only just um, this year have I really been like public about DJing and music production, and it's a whole new like world that I've been learning from being known as just the influencer kid and the, the YouTuber and the guy who makes videos and we got the followers to then want to be known as for like for an art for like for music and stuff. It's a whole different um, mindset, and I've just been learning so much. The music industry is so different. Yeah. Like I've had three songs that are kind of ready for like a couple of months, but it's just getting them out. There's it's so much strategy behind it as well. Yeah. But all that aside, like it's just so much fucking fun and I just really love it. And so I've gotten my life to this point now where I'm working on three kind of core things Well, four. that fourth being the main priority. And that's just my mental health and my, you know, make sure I'm enjoying life in the process, but I'm focusing on my, my YouTube series, my videos and my music and my daily living trying to build a company like just three things that I have to focus on that i really enjoy as well as simultaneously working on myself which kind of ties into everything because yeah, yeah. it's all all connected yeah um and so i'm just enjoying the, the process of everything at once so it's cool in the past years i've had a lot of like kind of un- unsurety with what I was doing and whether it had longevity, but with this, I just know if I continue working it, everything I'm doing now, I'm going to be successful. Yeah. And that's just not being cocky. That's just being logistical. Cause I'm going to do the work. It's yeah. just like, you know, you, you make a dollar a day for 360 days at the 360 days, you're gonna have $360. Yeah. You know, like just, kind of, just to put a kind of metaphor to it.
0: Yeah. No, it's cool, man. It's cool to see that, you know, cause like you said about the whole t- tall poppy syndrome thing, mm-hmm. it's like, we definitely don't like people. That are like really good at sports and then try and be a rapper, Mm. or have like a big YouTube channel that want to make music. Like Mm. that's that's a hard thing to do, and it's very easy to go like, all right, this is the formula that works. I'm just going to keep doing this. But if it's not satisfying you, then you know there is really no reason to do Mm. it. So it's cool that you've got the balls to, at at your age, to just go fucking, I'm doing it. This is what I want to do.
2: Yeah, which is cool. I mean, I was in a very, I was in kind of like a. With all my uncertainty with the longevity behind things, I was comfortable. Like, I was making a lot of money through brand deals and I was making, like, a lot of money through what I was doing. But it just, like, I wasn't content. And I was always, just, I just, I was, there wasn't that fulfillment inside me that I was yeah. kind of living up to my purpose. And so my purpose is to, to um, create an example for people to then make their lives better for themselves. Like, yeah. I want to, I want to show people that they can push through the hard shit and they can do, they can follow the dreams and just not, like, not give a fuck. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I used to give a fuck and I give a fuck about myself and my friends and everything. But when it comes to like... What other people think. Yeah, I don't give a fuck because yeah. it's one, because I meditate and I only care about my own opinion when it comes to things that actually hurt my feelings. Um, but also just, I'm just doing what I love. It's my life. And that's it. It's, I, don't know, I don't know how else to put it.
0: Yeah. No, it's fucking, it's cool, dude. It's Was it weird going through that whole, like you reached like a pretty... Weird level of like fame through mm. the YouTube thing and the yeah. Instagram thing, and you're like the first generation to go through it. It's like, you know, pick a fucking career, like a famous singer. Yeah, it's like we've got Madonna, we've had Lady Gaga, we've had fucking Amy Winehead, like all of these people. It's like we've seen it, people know. Then mm. you get managers who know how to deal with them. You get uh, like, because a weird thing with YouTube is like you're the producer, so you're the one that's like filming everything. You're editing everything then you're the talent then you're the person that has to do the YouTube comments and see the feedback and then you're the person that has to do the brand deal do the invoice get mm. the money watch your YouTube revenue go up or down deal with like it's a really fucking weird it's weird like job yeah. to have and it's yeah. like a lot of pressure for it, to, like a you know between 17 and 21 like mm. it's been for you
2: mm. and it's I mean there's so many different emotions that you're kind of handling at once but the one thing that was kind of the biggest wig out was I'm editing my own videos having to watch myself Dude, right, for three fuck. to four hours every single fucking day and I'm also having in the back of my mind that this is going out to potentially like a million plus people Yep, of, of their judgments around me and how I'm acting and I'm like I don't have someone with me all the time to tell me oh I don't think you should put that in or like yeah put that in I'm just like I'm just wigging out like sometimes I'm like is this me is this not me like fuck I'm in a rut but you know that's what's that's what's so good about having an editor now. Like, I just don't think about it. Yeah. He sends Jimmy, on that, like, yep, cool, change this, maybe that, that, that. But then I post it.
0: That's the one thing with this that, like, I'm glad you said that, actually, because that's, like, the biggest thing for me. Like, I don't even listen to these. Mm. Like, I mute this entire thing. Mm. Like, I will never hear this conversation mm. again after we do it. It's
2: like me with my podcast as well.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. I
2: didn't even know you had a podcast.
0: Yeah, I just do it here and there. Oh, that's sick. Um, yeah, I mute it, and I just look at the waveforms, and then I cut the fucking – I cut the – change the camera and then that's it and i put it up and it's because like like i don't want to hear myself talk Mm. i want to enjoy i want to enjoy this Mm. and i'm I'm having a great time like learning who you are and talking to you and Mm. the back and forth that's what i like everything else don't want to know about Mm. it like it's super fucking weird and then the like my biggest thing is that i never really wanted to be on camera i wasn't this wasn't something that i sort of thought was gonna happen it just it just worked out with mm. moving back home and everything like that and it's like the biggest thing for me is the the fear of like people thinking that i'm doing it for all of those above reasons and mm. it's like fuck like how do you but you can't control what yeah, people think of you never but it's still such a trip and then you know like the there's there's podcasts that i do with people that are fucking like big people and it's like you know as well that like they don't want to hear you talk dude mm. they just ask the fucking question and let them talk but it's like because that's what the people you know somebody's fans want but it's like that's not what the person in the room wants the person in the room doesn't want someone to go how old are you 16 what do you when did you become famous for this i did this you know it's not like Mm. that's not a fun interaction for people or to like force people to talk about themselves Mm. for you know, we've been going like fucking two hours. Mm. It's like a lot of people don't want to sit and talk about themselves and their achievements and it's what It's like biting done. your own teeth. Yeah. It's hard. It's weird, huh? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely like that whole thing. And, I mean, I can't imagine going through it at the level that you're at and the people that are watching you mm. and that the, the age that you had to deal with all that shit.
2: Yeah, it was, it's a, there's definitely a, there's a lot of shit happening at once through those stages, but it's all grown me to who I am today of like a a self awareness and understanding of who I am and now it's just like now I'm so grateful and thankful that we live in a day and age that I can have my life on record so I can show I can look at it when I'm 70 and look back at everything I've done now and appreciate it I don't know like sometimes like Surely you get on flights and the, your phone's in airplane mode. you get got no, no other distractions, but you go through your camera roll. Yeah. And you go through these moments of, like, reminiscing. You're like, oh, fuck, like, life's sick. Like, that's good. Yeah. Like, I've got nothing to worry about. And you just really appreciate it. But imagine looking at shit from 40 years ago. Yeah, true, huh? In video.
0: HD. HD. No out of No generation yeah. has
2: ever had that. Yeah. Apart from us. Yeah. And we can then show our kids. And the thing with the podcast, which is really cool, is, like, I'm going to have a journal of things and opinions and stuff that I'm in the long run. I could be wrong about a lot of things, but I had this thought at, at 18 years old that my kid, when he's 18 or her, when she's 18 yeah. can think, Oh, my dad taught this at 18. Like, but he ended up in this position. So maybe what I'm thinking now, it doesn't actually matter too much. Yeah. Cause life goes on. And like, I'm going to learn more from, you know, shit that happens. Like time will always go on. So just do as much as you can have a document of it. And it's going to be, I don't know. I document for selfish reasons. Yeah. Did you find that,
0: um, that you got like, had like a weird relationship with yourself then in that period where like you were looking at yourself for that Mm. long, like, because I don't think it's natural to uh, like, even with me, like I'll post stuff and it's what, it's interesting what you said before about like the analytics, like what I do now is like, I'm just obsessed with the numbers because Mm. The, the, the weird thing especially like i don't do a lot outside of this like i've got a really basic life now and i fucking love it mm. like i stay in burley i don't really go too far but it's weird because it's like oh 300 000 people listen to that episode yeah crazy and it's like that's six suncorp stadiums yeah like if you can you imagine if you were in suncorp stadium and it was full with fifty thousand people and like every one of those person people were listening to you. And then, you, like, another... Then they, like, leave. And then another... Like, six times you fill out that say That's people listening to you It's crazy. Hours. It's fucking... It's, mm. Like, you, I don't think that you can actually process that. Like, mm. I don't think that there's a way to... Because like, I, I actually... What made me think about that was the... When I started the podcast, the first episode that got 50,000 downloads crazy. of the thing, I was... I actually went to a footy game and the thing come up on the screen it was like 52,600 whatever sold out crowd. So then I went on my phone and I checked the stats because I knew the episode was about to be at 50,000 and I looked and it had 52,000 something. Wow. And I was like...
2: Universal moment. What
0: the fuck? Like, that's weird. Mm. And then it grows from there and it's like a million downloads, two million... And you're like, the fucking... It's weird. Like, <laughs> so it's just... It, it is and then like then you sit and you're posting stuff and then you're like looking and you're gauging the response and you don't really have too much of a like you don't have face-to-face interaction with these people you don't have you know like a hundred of them might comment out of Mm. the three hundred thousand or whatever like you don't have the interactions it's really hard to quantify Mm. but you end up you know that like okay the more people listen to this the more money i make Mm. it's like you reason like my reasons for doing it aren't for more people to listen to it but it's like that's what it ends up being because mm. that's the business and then mm. it's like I can have a better student. like if more this is my headspace if I have more people listening I can fly you in instead of having to get here and you paid for your own Uber I'm paying for that Uber like I can have more cameras I can have more di- mm. like the the product can get better it's it's just like this game that you yeah, sort just of get in with it just the,
2: constant progression yeah, yeah
0: with the numbers it's a yeah. trip huh
2: it's cool though it shows you really enjoy
0: it yeah but I think it's just it's weird though that like the numbers that make it better are actual people mm. like that's what's weird
2: yeah it's weird when I, i'm like when with my with my podcast i'm like people actually listen to me speak for over an hour it's like crazy it's weird though. Hey? it's weird <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been doing that for um i think i've been do- doing it for a year but it's so off and on so yeah, like okay. out of nowhere like i yeah. could, it's just like sometimes I would just pick up my phone and speak into voice memos for like 20 minutes yeah. if I had a random thought. Yeah. Whereas now I'm trying to have a little bit of structure to it. Like I'm still not... I don't have anything in front of me. I'm just speaking random shit to myself Yeah. and just like going on a tangent. But now I want to get people on here and there because it's really fun and I like it. Yeah, and Just back to that documentation of it. I think there's so many different ways to document so why not make the most of it
0: yeah and i think that the, the other thing that's really special about this like i've made some really good friends out of this mm. and the f- like i've had a lot of friends come on that i'm better friends with now mm. and it's like you there's definitely a you definitely share something when it's like you're in here for a couple hours there's no one else around there's no noise it's just mm. the headphones and mm. it's like you can really listen to somebody you can really talk to somebody you can it, it's genuine in a way that is hard to find in day-to-day life because mm. I mean even now my fucking phone's gone off I had to get an Uber it's like that's the world we live in there's no but, escaping but this space it seems like this is a bit of a sacred mm. sort of space and I think there's something deep down with just people in general where it's like the campfire effect it's mm. like the campfire's crackling and everyone's telling stories and it's like that's primal that's been going on since we had mm. fire and I think that this is almost like a mini version of that yeah, in a way because you know there's no distractions and it's like solely based around conversation there's nothing else that you had back then
2: mm, well i guess it's a form of tapping into a meditative state like you're completely present with mm. your thoughts and having to like communicate with it so it's you having to focus all the time but and also listen and taking everything so it's it's you just present throughout the whole time yeah which is cool i think it's awesome
0: well dude i fucking really enjoyed talking to you yeah. you're a super cool guy thank you um it was crazy out worked out yeah um but yeah so shout out your youtube channel instagram yep. and let me know when your music's dropping because i'll like repost and Brilliant. stuff on thank for you people that I listen, so. it. thank you for having me no worries what's all your what's your details
2: oh it's just alex hayes
0: a-l-e-x-h-a-y-e-s and that's everywhere yeah go watch his youtube shit and uh yeah i can't believe that you were the shark thing
2: yeah, shark true. boy. Yeah, shark boy. It's <laughs> the so boy right. who cried shark. That was but it. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, dude. I you, really man. appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. No Until worries. Until next time.
0: Yeah, dude. Whenever you're in Burley, just come on. Yeah, next time. All De- sweet. Definitely
2: can speak for hours. Yeah, sweet uh. <laughs> That's So different with headphones.